Today is February 28th, 2021. This is episode 138 of Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. Welcome, everybody, to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Peter. With me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Quentin. Hey, bud, how are you? We oh, also... Oh, can, can, can you hear us now? I, I can. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't, you didn't turn us on. The stream didn't hear me, did they? I don't think so. <laughs> but they, they hear you. <laughs> They hear you now. <laughs> so, stream. Imagine that I said something really, really nice. We'll go okay. with that. Uh, okay. Amazingly yeah. clever. Well, brilliant. Awkward muting situations. Yep, Susan, oh, that's us. It's oh. accurate. Forcefully pulling Tanlin. Anyways, yeah. Hi, I've been doing great. How are you doing? I'm okay. I I did some homework today, <laughs> so some Diablo homework. Well. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh nice. we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we will talk about that later. <clears throat> but, so, uh, but we have all, someone else here too. Yeah. Do you want? Would you like to introduce? I rarely I mean, let you did, do it. Do you, <laughs> do you have a, an introduction ready? I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't need an introduction. It's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, with us today, we have the absolutely lovely Siren Song, uh, part of Corsets and Controllers, uh, who is. Also part of the Twitch LA stream team. Is that correct? I run that group. <laughs> yes. I knew um, that. I just No, it's um like, uh Ganglier yes. and Streamer, Sirens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those things are completely like unrelated. Um no. Cat Mom. Um Did you say mom? cat mom? Yes. Not no, not well. None of my own. I'm like a cat, like weird adopted well, like, stepmom. Okay, aunt, aunt. Yeah, it yeah. Cool I, aunt. It's, yeah, it's weird. Like it's like second mom aunt situation. So it's it's weird. It's it's a it's a weird relationship. You're gonna take the cat to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I take it for walks. I don't know. <laughs> Which they, they 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 showed up here and just never left. So <laughs> that that happens. Would be weird to take a cat to the zoo. No, I mean I, we're, we're we're trying to teach her how to walk on a leash. She likes being outside. I mean, 
it's not the weirdest thing I, I would do. I think I think I would take a cat to the zoo if it was really upsetting me on a leash and it'd be like and like take it to the tiger den and be like, listen, <laughs> you are not this. Right? You are not this. <laughs> right. You, you could, need to settle them down. You need, you like simmer way down. <laughs> so no, we had um yeah, we got two fosters and then they just never left. You, so, so you have, they so are cute. So you have pets. <laughs> they have two pets. No, we have. Um, I actually have like my Frenchie, and then we have um, her husky, and then her cat Chun, and then we have the two Fosters that never oh, left. Boy. So we have a zoo. Don't oh, worry, that's calmed down from the last time I was there. Yeah. <laughs> there was, well, there you, was yeah. Could you move downstairs to live with their mom? So. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, I, 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 have, I have the one cat, and we were trying to get a dog at the same time. We were this close to getting a pug uh, named Squishy that we were going to, like, adopt him. And it was so close. He was great. I loved him. Because he has a squishy face. Yeah, he had a squishy face. He was very cute uh, when I first met him. It would have matched Ben's tail. Uh, it would have been so great. He, when I first met him, he was just humping a bed, and I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately... Uh, Somebody had uh, put a an adoption like the day before, but they still had 24 hours to pick them up. So it was like a few hours. Like I was just waiting for like a couple hours. But then the, oh. a, a nice volunteer was like, "I'll give me your cell phone if they don't pick them. I'll call you right away so you can get, over and get this dog." I was like, "But she texted me. She's like, somebody got him." I'm like, "Damn it!" Oh. So close. Yeah, he was. Me. He's pretty like ugly, cute in a great way. So that's how I feel about Cassie because she's a, she's a flat face too. She's. She's like adorably she's ugly, like yeah, adorably ugly. She's cute. She is really cute, and uh, she's got that like she's not like Shin. She's nine years old. Can you believe that now? Like no. she's old and she still looks like a puppy. Oh, she does. Yeah, she like, does you would not know that she's nine. I saw you post, but uh, like recent pictures, and then she I does know, look. Young. I know, like she does. She has like a little bit of the salt and pepper in her little little like front cheekies, and that's it. Because she's starting to get the white ones up here, but I'll pluck them like my own. Welcome to pet chat. We're going to talk about pets all day. I mean, it's more interesting than 90% of the stuff that we have on the stream. So I mean, uh, she's way, way cuter than me in my job. So. I mean, the only way we could get it better is if we had pet cams. And I keep trying to convince Peter to uh, get a, a cam for the cat, but well, apparently it's, it has the zoomies. It, yeah, the problem with Finn is that Finn doesn't know... Uh, like respect people's boundaries. <laughs> like, like he, we used to let like like the first two weeks we had him, we we would leave the door open to the bedroom at night, but but he would saunter in in the middle of the night, and then he was like, "I need to sleep exactly on your face," and I tried to move him between us, and I'm such I'm a I'm a fairly like light sleeper. Like if something touches me or loud noise, I'm awake. So Finn would start there and start purring right on top of me and then making like biscuits on my beard. And I'm like, dude, I can't, I got to sleep. I like, I got to go to work. <laughs> like I can't do this. So oh. uh, unfortunately he's, he's got a, he's got, he takes the high, he's like, he's bummed out at night. Like, he's bummed out. and then my office, because he, he does like to, he has no qualms with picking things up in his mouth and running away with them. Like he picked up uh Susan's like a, uh, like can of like uh, sparkling water by the tab. And just walked off with it. He was like, "This is mine now." Like that, I can't have him in here because they're like, "Yeah," because I have like he's trying to stay hydrated. Like, <laughs> give him some credit. 
He's got a He's giant, like, it's hot out here, you guys. It's it's not. It's cold. Because <laughs> we're, we're oh, yeah, you have to remember, they live in the middle of snow. Yeah, we live in Indiana. Ooh. So That's right. Oh. Yeah. Not everybody's uh, weather is like my own. Yeah, Susan is making Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Um, ben. Thanks, Ben. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so... I guess, aside from the pets, what, what have you been up to this past week? No, we're not going aside from the pets. <laughs> no, 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 no. We bring the pets back in later. Yeah. Uh, like me personally, well, <laughs> you know, the, the fun stuff of Diablo. We did that this week. Yep, that was a thing. I, I finished we'll get better at it. Which we talked it, about is, last week, and I loved it. Is that because of the announcement? Yes. Well, okay, so, so long story short, Peter was live streaming the announcement. Mm-hmm. And promised the entire stream that we were going to stream Diablo 2 when it came out. Mm-hmm. Without informing me. <laughs> or without asking me. Sucker. So I said, all right, but first we're streaming Diablo 1. And he said, okay, so that's why we're streaming Diablo 1 now. Yeah. Here's the thing. I knew you would have said yes anyway because it's a remake and it would have had better connectivity. And it's actually been done, being done by Vicarious Visions, regardless if they're absorbed into Blizzard. I mean, Vicarious Visions. I mean, they even re- referred to themselves as Vicarious Visions under the Blizzard umbrella. And I'm like, listen, they touched Crash Insane Trilogy, and that was perfect. They tr- they touched Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 1 and 2 Remake, and that's perfect. Like, I'm okay. Like, the, what I've sh- seen from, like, Diablo 2 Resurrected will be fine. <laughs> We'll be okay. Graphics will look great. The internet will be great. We'll be fine. So, what does communication mean? Yeah. Podcast has. I mean, I, you know, he signed me up for the medium, so I signed him up for Diablo too. It's only. <laughs> I didn't sign you up. I suggested that you play it, and I suggested that we play Diablo two on stream. <laughs> and I went along with Diablo one. <laughs> I've never played any of the Diablo games. Uh, they're really, really good. Like that's what got me into like more gaming. Really, Diablo one particular, yeah. Because I, I, my first PC I got in 1999, and I started playing Diablo one on that and The Sims, and then I started playing Diablo two, and then I got into EverQuest, and then it kind of went downhill from there. Oh yeah, it goes downhill. It's all, like once you say EverQuest, yeah, once, it's all down. When you go into the MMO world, you're screwed. Yeah. Done, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I never touched the FPS, so that's kind of... Oh, no, I played Fear. Fear. I'm bad at FPS. But, um... They're not, yeah. They're not, they're not entirely bad, though. Uh, but, yeah, we did Diablo 1. Uh, we, we learned that things things are hard <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, so Doom we, in the 90s is, like, way different than, like, Doom now. Like We spent... Almost four hours playing Diablo one yesterday. Mm-hmm. We hit. I hit level seven, and of that four hours, probably a solid two is just trying to kill two bosses. Yeah. Who, in hindsight, we went back and checked, were over double or triple our level. But we killed them. Well, we killed one of them. No, we killed the one. We gave up on the second. Yeah, the second. Like, too bad. Bone Daddy hurt. When I was streaming Doom two thousand, like the two thousand sixteen Doom, like I had nights where I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, you guys, I gotta go. Like I cannot do this boss another like twentieth time right now. I, I just I gotta call it. Like I'm yep. I'm losing my mind. I gotta take a break. Oh, that that was me in the last set of uh, pull ups uh, in Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> I I was determined to get that. To get like, I because I was watching other streamers and friends of ours, like even Chili gave up on it, like it was too hard. Oh no! 
And I was like, I'm determined to get this. Like, I'm determined to get this achievement and the belt because the belt is really good attributes for Tifa. I was like, mm-hmm. I got to get this belt. And Tifa's the one doing that. And I was like, I, I had to, I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop for the night. I like the next day I started early, knocked it out first, like went in there, yeah. sec, second try, knocked it out. I was like, yes. And I got the achievement. Isn't it funny how that happens? Like if, when you, when you hit a wall and you're like, when you finally decide you're like, no, I got to give this up. I got to like move on from this kind of thing. And then like the next day you're like, why was that so hard? What was my problem last night? Like what's happening? Every time. I'm waiting to see where that sentence is. I've never seen a flat of steel pull up. I, <laughs> I do sit so, downs. <laughs> like a pull up in a video. I've pulled up on people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, my week was, was all right. Like, we finished the medium last week, which is a lot of fun. And mm, I, I, still, game. I still suggest everybody should go play that game. It's so much fun. Like, it, psychological great. thriller type. Horror game, really fun. Really game Pass, good. yeah. If you have Game Pass on PC or, or on your Xbox, go get the Medium. Play it. It's probably one of the best games I've played this year so far. It's that good. Like it's, I want more. Like that's how good better, it is. Like, better than a Valheim. Different games. Uh, okay. I, I would, First, I, I would say for story-driven, like psychological horror, and I'm not talking about like. I don't want to say it was like, like Resident Evil. Yeah, it wasn't like pop up scary. Like it's not like body horror or zombies or anything like that, or like a nine foot tall vampire lady. Do you uh, not remember the flesh curtains? But that's hot. <laughs> I, I I would say like not like like that Japanese horror game I played with the like the actual like Susan. Japanese I'm already horror. like eighty plus hours into Valheim right now. I think. Yeah. Like we hit quarantine in my house, and that game came out like right about the same time, and I was like done. Like there's my quarantine. Yeah, I'm Susan, good. Susan's currently on her own island. Like we were, we we bought it. We were talked into it by a friend of the show, Paul Metal, uh, and Paul was like, "You need to just go get Mal- Valheim." I was like, "All right," and uh, it, it is a good game. It, it, it's what it, I got hard Minecraft feelings of it, like when like Minecraft first came out. But this has more story and like Viking in it. <laughs> Down. So, so, um. A group of us were bouncing back and forth, like different, um, a bunch of us, but um, Cthulhu and I, and then like it'll either be like his brother or roommates or whatever, like they'll jump in and out of like different ones. But like we were big on these like survival games. Like you saw us, like we were playing The Raft, we were playing Green Hell, we were playing like all of those different like survival games, games. And we're like, but like they're quick, you know, and we'd like went through them all. Like we went, you know, for the furthest, the last update that the raft had, we blew through that, you know, and we were finally like, we're like, oh, hey, there's another survival game coming out. I'm like, we're just like, it was weird because like one of my, um, one of my friends, um, just randomly, randomly, all of a sudden, um, Kat was talking to me about it. They're like, hey, have you seen this game that's out? It's called Valheim. It's a Viking game. And I was like, a Viking game? What? And then all of a sudden, somebody just gifted it to me because I went, I went and looked at it after she had mentioned it. I went on my Steam. I went and I like wish listed. I'm like, okay, it's a survival game. Like I love survival games. Like I'm in. Like I'll, I'll eventually get to it. And then all of a sudden, like all these group, like gaming groups that I'm in, started talking about it. And I was like, what is happening right now? And then so I was like, all right, I'm gonna get the survey survival game crew going on this. So like I sent a copy of it to. Um, so I said it to Cthulhu and I was like, who else wants to play? 
And then it was like, fuck it, let's just do it. And then like once we got in, like we're done. Like it's it's all it, it it's all we're doing. It has a like, lot going for it because it's the barrier for entry is twenty bucks, which is very good for early access game right. with that much content right out the gate. Um and, and it's it's you, it's one of those games, and Susan said it best in chat, that it's one of those games that you can take very slow and very like, and really, really, really take your time over. Or you can, like, if you want to, like, go full steam and try to go kill the first boss, you can. You don't have to, but you can. So it's super interesting. So funny enough, um, when we saw the success of it happen, because I found it so interesting right out the gate because normally people are not interested in the survival games that we play. Like, I was right away, right away, like... It's a survival game. We're going to play it. But then all of a sudden, all these other people were playing it. And I was like, you guys don't play survival games. Like, what's happening, right? And then it was just one of those. Yeah, it was one of those, like, everybody jumped in on it. And then at my work, all of a sudden, the, the CEO contacted me. And he was like, hey, he was like, I know you're playing this game. He was like, can you do, because I also do marketing and everything like that. He's like, can you do a research project for me and figure out how they're able to get so successful as they are. And can you do, you know, a marketing write up for me for what they did post launch to get so many followers and stuff like that. So it was kind of funny because I'm like this game that I'm obsessed with. I get to do a marketing research project for, I fucking love my job. (laughs) It's a pretty pretty dope job. And (laughs) pretty dope job. Uh, I, we have not talked about anybody else's week, but I was, <laughs> sorry. I mean, it kind of sounds like we we've talked about the Sirens week. Yeah, Sirens week. I mean, that was your week. <laughs> Is, have you done anything other than Valheim this week? I mean, we're still doing Final Fantasy fourteen. Still doing the weekly quests and everything like that. Um, since I, I've been since the whole pandemic and everything like that, like I haven't been able to go to the gyms, but. Because I work in VR and everything like that, I have a VR headset now, so I've been doing Beat Saber for like <laughs> I've been trying. That's a pretty good thing I've heard so far. <laughs> yeah. So I've been trying to do like I've been trying to get some hours in on Beat Saber for you know working out and everything like that. So work. Yeah. Market research. Market. Yeah. Market. No, our game's not anything like Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> my it's my workout since we since we're on the second floor i can't do just dance or anything like that so oh but it's yeah a lot of I, I, i've not like lived in i've lived in apartments but i haven't thought about like I, when i used to live in apartments i had going going way back and uh if anyone heard i don't know i don't know if it got picked up my alexa just made it please don't say anything it made a noise oh yeah i, <laughs> I did hear it you hear it i don't know why all right it stopped <laughs> um and I think it's Play always Skyrim again. It's always just listening. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, I don't want it to do that again. Uh, and uh, so the I forgot what I was saying because the Lex. Dang, damn you, damn you, little box. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I apologize. I had, I had uh, about living on the, the second floor. Oh, and, oh yeah. yeah. When I was younger, and like DDR was like my hotness, and like. Yeah, I, I got complaints one time. They're like, "You you need to stop whatever's going on over here." I'm like, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I have a, I have this video game and it involves dancing, so I was like, "No more butterfly for me." <laughs> oh, so I was watching a movie and they were showing DDR, and of course that was the song that they chose to do. 
more of that. And I was like, yes. I was so into DDR too at a time. Like I had the metal pad and everything. Like so into it. Never done it. Never. It's it was it's nope. it's good. Okay. We're gonna go when we go out for food, we're gonna go hit up a round one and I'm gonna make you do some DDR with me. It's a good work. And I'm gonna upload the video to your Discord. Shame. It's, it's a it's a good workout. It's one of those things that you can keep playing and not realize that you're working out. Kind of like Beat Saber. Like in the- yeah, I used to it do. Um, oh, what was it? I can't remember the name offhand right now. But uh, there was another game. But oh, Chanel you're going to never, I've never played it either. So I, I've learned that we probably shouldn't say these things in front of Siren because she will drag us both to those yep. places and we will have to play them. And yep. she will film it and post it on the Discord. Like, that wasn't an offhand comment. That's a threat. Um, I'll let you have a couple rounds of practices. <laughs> okay, Audio Shield. I used to play Audio Shield with my VR headset. Okay. Um, okay. Which is very similar to, to Beat Saber, kind of like as opposed to the sabers you have, you have like little shields that you have to hit the, the balls with. Yeah, it's like it's. But you used like to be able to do it with YouTube videos, which was really great because it would just automatically generate a level, and you could do it with that. And then they removed the ability to go to link to to YouTube. So uh, there's a I could, lot of music copyright issues with oh stuff tons. Right now. So, but I mean, like, a lot it, of it wasn't. Cross- it wasn't the game like the game was only into YouTube. Like it was just taking the audio from a YouTube video and putting it out, and they ripped it out a few years ago, and I haven't touched my headset since. El Chorizo so, chat says, I used to play it, but then when I got tired of dancing, I got down on my knees and just hit buttons with my hand. <laughs> yeah, I would do that too. Was just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Slap Slap Revolution. I love that game. <laughs> that, I always find really like really when games? they go to round one, they have the different types. Like, they have the Korean version where like instead of like up, back, left, right, they have the arrows at the what do we call that? Um, oh, the, the, corner? the inner the, the inner cardinals inner, the versus. Cardinals? Like, there's the standard cardinals and the Koreans, the inner cardinals. <laughs> it's like Eden all over again. <laughs> oh boy, uh, is, that, is that DDR though? Because I thought that was a different game. Or no, like, the Korean a- version is called something else, but that's how you can tell it's the Korean versus the Japanese. Because they got extra. Extra dance moves that I don't. And then you have para para, where it's the one with your hands instead of your feet. Yeah, there's a lot. There's I a feel lot like I could do that games. a little better. I, I like I, rhythm I, games; they're a lot of fun. So do I. I like I'm I like I'm secretly like into like trying to think. Like I keep like I don't want to buy that that drum game for the Switch, but I also kind of want to buy that drum do game not. for. <laughs> Susan, it sounds like we need to get Peter just dance. No, the, also. the the drum one, like the. <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah, no, 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 I know like, the drum one, but I mean, you used to play Just Dance. It sounds like we need to get you Just Dance again, and then we can stream it. Oh my god, I, Just I, Dance is too. I would not do that one on any stream. Oh, Susan so uh, wants to see Peter's drum stream. Perfect. You know what was <laughs> really fun though was at around one they actually had a theater rhythm, like an actual like Square Ooh. Enix theater rhythm machine, where it had like the little trackball with the buttons and everything like that. Like I'd never seen a cabinet before, and they had one. And then, like, the next time I went, a couple months later, it was gone. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm glad I got to at least play it once on a cabinet. Oh, boy. That bites. That, like, I don't like Like, I, like that's the one thing. I When I used to go to arcades a lot in Florida before they all like, kind of disappeared because they realized nobody young lives here anymore. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Put in the pachinko machine, guys. They, I, I used to. There was an arcade that turned into an, uh, like a one of those like other like fake casinos that where it was just like they, you can't win money, but you can win gift cards, and like, mm-hmm. and it got like yeah, it's like, oh, it bums me out. Like, <sighs> Florida, Florida really is like a weird like elderly Florida. waiting room. Yeah, it's it Florida. It's sad. It's, it's purgatory. It's just, it's just hot and sad. <laughs> no, it's purgatory. It's yeah, I got out. <laughs> I mean, you, you can describe parts of California as hot and sad as well, but a completely different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they sell the, that movie. And <laughs> 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 the big, big industry. Uh, so, speaking of industries that are big, uh, Siren, you work... <laughs> Uh, and, and, you know, as long as I, as, I believe you used that as a segue. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, Thinking of if, things that are fitting. Siren. Yes. Uh, <laughs> My personality. In, I said industries. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meaning the video game industry. Uh, Siren, you, as long as I've known you, uh, you've always wanted to work in the video game industry and you made that dream a reality. And I, I did. And I, can you want to you want to tell people what you do and and who, you don't have to tell them who you work for, but you, you, you can you can shout give them give, shout that out. Oh, well, I you meant do I have to expose what I did to get there? No, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know that's for after stream. Yeah. <laughs> that's the 18 plus. That's the Patreon version of this, you know, talk show. That's the it's our only fans talk it's, show. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I need to start one of those <laughs> for all the money. <laughs> No, no, no. Only fans, but make it all about Cassie. You'd make done, bank. Done. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. There we go. But like, what? I'm just selling dog pictures. That could sound real wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Thanks, Patreon, for ruining everything. <laughs> Any innocence we had in the world is gone now. Yep. Yeah, that was Patreon, not Tumblr or Twitter. <laughs> Tum- Tumblr. Yeah. Tumblr got smacked. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, but Tumblr started it. He well, maybe started MySpace it. started it. But <laughs> maybe Reddit started. And they realized it they're like, uh, Reddit started yeah, we it. Yeah, this. Reddit started it. That's true. And Reddit will finish it. Reddit will finish it. No, Fortune will finish it. Fortune oh, will. That's true. For, yeah, Fortune <laughs> might have started it too. Fortune will finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, Anyways, we were talking about your amazing it. job that you yeah. have. Yes. <laughs> Not the bowels of the internet. No. What if that's where I work? It's not where I work. Well, you're a community no. manager. I am. <laughs> so, so you basically work with the bowels of the internet. <laughs> the internet. No. I see you've uh, been on Twitter. <laughs> right. No, um, I do community community management at uh, Downpour Interactive, and it currently we have one title, um, and it is Onward, and it is a VR milsim FPS game. Nice. Which, if you would have asked me, like, what game I would have entered on, that would not have been one of them. But <laughs> it's uh, it's been a ride. <laughs> But it, it, like, for someone like, like you, like even me, like I always like want to. I, I like to entertain the thought of like maybe I like, especially like this year. I think I I had talked to Susan because uh, I, I've not I've applied for a position at my current job, and I was like, you know, I'm tired of not 
getting that like position. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want to wait around. Like I'm, I'm I'm getting too old, and I'm like I could just like just go for things that I'm interested in and and make other things happen. And like I feel like that- you're like. Like that's no, that's like exactly what happened to me. I was like, this is, I know this is where I want to be. I'm like, I am getting too old for doing this other shit that like is not where I want to be. And like, I started really thinking about it and I'm like, I need to start making some moves that somehow relate to what I want to do to hope that it kind of leads to that direction. So like so much of what I started doing, like, on the side or, you know, for my hobbies and everything like that. Like everything was about getting me to where I wanted to be. Like the Twitch group, the, you know, the people I was even just spending my free time with and everything like that. Like they were all related to that end goal. And that's really what ended up helping me get there. I think. I, sorry, I read Quentin's uh, message. I, fortunately, if he doesn't advance, we're being smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could <laughs> if you can figure out how to like. You want to be a test subject somewhere, maybe. <laughs> listen, if you can figure out how like development and sleeping work hand in hand. <laughs> right? You can just write code in your dreams and then it just produce. Honestly, like developers probably need a lot more sleep than they're currently getting. Mm-hmm. Probably. That's a yeah. different so We have a bunch of people involved in various development uh, it's funny too related roles here. The people who like all the time on my work discord and everything like that. Those are the ones that'll be like the first ones in their scrum. And then they're the last ones to like, you see log out of discord for the days. It's always the developers. They like, don't stop. Mm -hmm. Ever, (laughs) ever. I I feel like it's just like, it's like that personality, like for that personality to take on that kind of work and stuff like that. Like they just like, they're like, no, I just, I just got to get this code down. I got to get in there and I got to fix things. And it's like, you can't just like, okay, I'm done. I've, you know, I've, I've scheduled all my postings for the day. I'm good. Like, they're just like, no, gotta do it. <laughs> like, they they get in a zone and, like, you have to, like, almost, like, drag them off the chair out of it. I can I, speak to that. Mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> but I won't for I reasons. Um, yeah, Susan's trying to make us not be so tangential, but uh, she, yeah. she's interested to know what does a community manager do? I feel like I see a lot of people with that position, but don't really know what it is. So it varies actually from company to company. Um, a lot of what community managers do at like bigger companies, for example, is they kind of have it broken off into sections. So some of the community managers, base, the overall title community manager in a lot of companies what it basically means is you're the voice interaction between the players and the company itself is like the best way I can describe it. What responsibilities fall underneath that communication is what will vary. So some people are like just in charge of their company's discord. Some people are in charge of the social medias or just the Twitter portion of it, or just um, the Instagram portion of it. Cause that's where their specialty is. Um, So some people are like literally their community managers who just write the blogs and the patch notes and the releases and stuff like that. Um, Because we're a smaller company. I do all of that. (laughs) So I do the dev blogs, social media. Um, I also actually work with a producer and do a lot of the marketing and stuff right now as well, because I have a background in marketing and graphic design. So it's a lot, but it's, it's one company. So it's a lot of the same people you see like on the accounts and in the discords and everything like that. So 
it's just it's terrible for me though because so many people in my discord ask to play <clears throat> asked to play the game with me and i'm like no because i'm bad at this game like i don't want to go in there and look like an asshole because i don't know how to play our own damn game <laughs> sorry so company like, policy no, i'm not allowed to play with you yeah. hopefully they must be this good to play yeah <laughs> yeah so but yeah it's i really like it i mean you guys know me, like, I'm a very extrovert, like, personality type. So the fact that I get to sit there and, like, just chat with people all day and interact with them and stuff, I'm like, I love my fucking job. <laughs> like, I'm getting paid to talk to people. It's amazing. For those who are not aware, Siren was the one who adopted me when I moved here I and did. was responsible him. for making me go everywhere. Yep. Yeah. It's true. So, like, all of a sudden, I found out, like, when I was in the the free company, they're like, "Oh yeah, Shin's right next to you." And I was like, "Where are you at? Where are we going? Let's go for food. Let's go." I don't even know you, but you're coming out with us. Yeah, it, I'm. She's not joking. It was literally like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to Universal Studios," and we did like a week later, a couple weeks yep. later. Like, all right. I'm like, "Hey, you're in this we area. We're gonna go do things." Each other. Yeah. Best friends ever. Said. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Uh, wow, blanked for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> no. Has, like, literally Dude, a whole my resume is so packed. Like, when I had to cut it down, it's so bad. Like, I can't. Like, I I'm, I feel like I'm going to have to break the cardinal rule and, like, have to, like, two-page my resume eventually. I, I had a, I had to break the cardinal. Like, I, I, I broke it, and then I had to unbreak it because Susan saw my, I think my resume. Two pages, are, are, two pages seems reasonable. I I feel like it it's hard because to get people to really read that second page, you really gotta like have some really good shit. Yeah. Well, it, so. it's like when you get to a certain point in your career, you've done so much, so and you're applying for stuff that involves much more roles. So, like your first page right? is like get people interested, and the rest of the information that's probably not so relevant is on the other page if they're still if they really care about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that's I, true. Yeah, I, especially when you're going for like senior positions and management positions, like two pages seems like a pretty reasonable size for something see, that's an important and, job. And, and, and <laughs> see, like I, I might I have a copy of my old one. Say, and Susan's like two pages if you have super specific, and I do uh, because mm -hmm. like I, I went, you know, and I remember. And, yeah, like I have training. Like I went to tr management training at Disney. Like my company, uh, old company, old company I worked for, put me through their Disney's management training program. So like I talk about that and like so I like I have like good stuff on my front page and then I have some interesting stuff on the back page. <laughs> so it's like if you don't go back there, you're not gonna know. And then all of a sudden people are like, Oh, there's a whole back page about Disney. <laughs> so uh I will say he like Cthulhu's right, like a strong cover letter I think will help you like help people either get to that second page or like yeah. not make that second page not necessary. Yeah. Or they'll just they'll, you know, memory bank it to ask you later. It's. Oh. I have no experience here, so. <laughs> Please tell Siren I miss her oh. shooting people in the asshole by my request. All right, El Chorzo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I know what he's saying. <laughs> uh, Would you like to share? Because out of context. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're talking about that other industry again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Charizard. I love you. <laughs> I miss you. I never see you anymore, but we don't stream that much anymore. So, which is so sad. 
Uh, Susan, I, Susan was also curious. So, so what's going on with your channel? Are you planning on streaming again or are you not? Like you used to, uh, you and so, uh, Sweet Pea so were streaming. Too, because like before it was always really hard because I had an hour commute and um, you know, I was always like exhausted by the end of the day. And it was always like a lot of stuff to set up and plan and everything like that. And then like I literally work from home now. Like my commute is like two feet from my bed to my chair. So, and I'm like, you would think you would have all this time now to go do this stuff, but like, I don't, it's made it a lot weirder. So my hours aren't like fixed, for example, like it's kind of set, but not really. So like the hours are a little off and it's hard to, because like being community manager and I'm still learning how to deal with this, but like, I feel like I have to be available for the community at all times. So, like, I am literally pinged, like, at all hours throughout the day in our Discord and stuff like that. And I feel like I have to reply. Like, that's, you know, my job. I'm there as, you know, the company Andrews. contact. And, <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, it's, it's, it's still hard and I'm still learning how to, how to cut that off. Because at the same time, I'm like, I love my job. I love doing this. And I don't want to cut it off because, you know, it's, it's a passion. And so that's hard. It, it um, <laughs> especially you have that need to help people like when i was doing property management i was on call 24 7 and i i think i answered my my phone more than i really needed it was required to do for like things yeah. that were didn't even like require me to pick up the phone and call yep. somebody back for so i i completely yep. understand but you have that yeah you have that sense of like responsibility and you have that like i want to be here for these people i want them to trust me and stuff like that and then you just end up getting sucked into it. Yeah. So but, do, you, do you feel that, you know, do you, do you find it like motivating that people like, since you started that, like, are you now like now that you've gotten to that position that that's been a dream, do you feel like now you're like really hyped and motivated to keep doing it and see how far you can get into the, the, the the industry like are you like you said you had like a, a background in marketing like are you, would you be interested to, like to shift over to marketing at some point absolutely like okay absolutely like i love community management don't get me wrong but like i kind of feel like community management can be viewed as like entry level mm -hmm. it's kind of like qa or like you know community management it's it's it feels like it's a very entry level thing in the industry and so yeah i want to go and do more but at the same time like i love doing the community portion of it. I just don't feel like pay wise or anything like that, especially for living out in California, that it's going to be enough sus to sustain me like long-term. I, I think I do that, find it weird that a lot of, oh. I was going to say, I think between Quentin and I, I think we've met and have known some community managers across like games that in our past, like EverQuest and stuff like that have really shown us that like, you know, Rift, Rift and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that the community management, how important it is and like it, it even though it may be like an entry level like how how important your role is in in br bridging that gap between like us the players and 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 the company because you really are like at the end of the day you kind of are the face like people like like they're going to look at you first and be like hey i need an answer and you're going to have to deliver that answer <laughs> yeah and it's funny too because like i got thrown in like right away because the community manager that was currently doing it was moving into production and the one that was there before him had moved into level design. 
and they needed him to focus on level design. So they were just like, you just need to start learning this and start replying to people. And I was like, I don't even know how to start the damn thing. Like I can barely get into my VR headset. (laughs) So it was, it was a lot of trial by fire and it was like, Three weeks in, they were like, okay, we're going to give you the support emails, so you're going to have to start replying to people and start telling them how to fix their game. And I was like, I don't even know half of this shit. (laughs) So, but the QA lead helped me a lot, and so I get to sit down with meetings with him and just go over stuff that I still, like, over time, because it's been about two and a half months now, like, I still don't know, and there's such nuancy things, because it's still new technology for a lot of people. They don't, like... And there's so many different types of headsets. There's two different types of VR, like, for our game. So it's super, like, nuancing and specific. Some of these emails where I'm just like, what's happening? There's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, hello, Chad. Hi. Hi. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Blake. Um, no, so like, what I was going to say earlier was, like, it, it's funny that, Community management is often seen as like that entry level position. Considering, like you said, you are effectively the voice of the company. It's that's so not something weird, you trust right? an intern with. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so weird to me because I have to go and like one of my expectations, like when I first got hired, was that like I have to be the voice of the company. So I have to consistently like already have an idea of what the company would say, how they would feel about something, and make sure I relay that properly without breaking NDA to a bunch of public people. Like that's a lot to put on somebody. Yeah, no pressure. Was, yeah. By the way, I'm just learning. You're the but, only PR, you're like you're the entire PR process. Exactly. And you're also the one responsible too, at least for me. I'm also responsible for taking that community feedback and giving it back because the game is still early access for us. So I mm-hmm. then have to go take all that information and then regurgitate it to the development team and say, hey, the community doesn't like this. They want to see this and they want to have this added. Like, this is feeling very broken. Like, what can we do? You know, kind of thing. And I still do marketing. So then I have to be like, so how about these events? What do we try to do this? How can we reach new players? Like, it's a nut house. It, it, I, do you feel like it eventually like they'll like you'll move into like marketing and then they'll end up hiring for like your role like the, the current role you're in or do you feel, I feel like, like that's, that's what ends up happening with them is i feel like once covid is over and everything like that they do have plans to do more marketing and trade shows and stuff like that and i think it's gonna be very difficult for them to have somebody do trade shows and events and marketing along with community management so that might be where some of that goes um Depending on the trajectory of other projects and things like that, too, they might need a second producer. I don't know. <laughs> Which, you know, that's who I kind of back up right now anyway. So that might be a plan. Like, it goes a lot of different ways because of how many people I have to deal with. That's actually kind of great. Like, it, and it's so, it's so cool because eventually it could lead to so many different doors. And it doesn't mean, like, you know, you're, like... You know, not saying you don't like love where you're at right now, but it doesn't mean that you're 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 like you can always see an opportunity at someplace else and be like, I, I have a, I have a chance. You know, yeah. I, have a, I have a friend that left California to go work in Epic, and took a chance, and and like now loves their new job and is, and was from community management now not community mm-hmm. management. So, <laughs> you know, things yeah. very much change. Yeah, community management I feel like is a great 
doorway like qa is for development and things like that like you get to learn like the back end systems of it and understand the process of you know what you do what you do why things you know happen like and then you get to start working with those people who are in the back end of it and then you're like oh okay these this is how it all ties in together and then you've already got so much information about the game you can then move forward like community management i feel like leads to a lot of things like production and marketing and you know um marketing's kind of all along with like trade show management and things like that like it's like we have a whole like esports category that like i have to deal with and work with (laughs) like it's ridiculous i didn't even think about like vr esports it's really cool i haven't haven't lost my mind worry about in-person events yet we have not had any in-person events. They're all being streamed right now through our um, through the league that we have. Um, but yeah, they're them some serious people. Like I, it's funny too because like um, with the conventions that we had here in California when we had them, I used to run tournaments and you know game rooms and stuff like that. And so now I get to like be on the other side of that. Like I get to watch now, <laughs> and I used to watch esports and everything like that, like Street Fighter and Injustice and stuff like that. So now like I get to like be on the development side of that, which is really different. And then I get to interact with these players and stuff like that and see them and, you know, watch them practice and do all their backend stuff of getting them set up and doing their tournaments and everything like that. And I just get to be a, you know, be like, okay, here's how much money we're going to give you. Here's how much, you know, marketing support we're going to give you and stuff like that. So. Uh, do, do you feel that like your location uh, helped Get, get you into the industry like i know there's a lot of people out there that want to work in the, the gaming industry but may not live in like california or texas or the epics in north carolina like and, and like or like seattle. Yeah. Yeah, seattle and stuff like that i mean do you i mean there's a lot of people out there that like want to do that but you know it, they, they can't afford just to up and uproot their lives and move to like california and be like all right i'm gonna live here now and hopefully i'll get into the industry like how, how do you how do you tell somebody this is kind of like a weird path, but take this path and you could eventually find yourself finding a job, even if it's work from home. I was going to say, so what's super interesting is we don't have an office. Everybody in my current company is work from home. We don't even have a home base um, for an office. Like I literally, like some of our developers are in France. Some of them are in the Netherlands. Some of them are in Texas. Some of them are in Florida. Like, yeah, we, one of our map makers is from, yeah, one of them is in Netherlands. The other one's in Florida. And yet we're all sitting in Skype together, like hanging out. Like we don't, you know, there are so many positions where they're offering remote now. And a lot of companies have learned how to do remote if more efficiently. So I would say with what happened with COVID and the pandemic, like location doesn't even matter no more. Like shoot your shot. Like chances are they're willing to work with you, you know, remotely now. Awesome. Uh, Susan in chat, uh, uh, she says, uh, to get into a little, uh, you kind of hear that there's a stigma uh, to being a woman in gaming. Uh, have you had any hardships or felt slight in any way or on interviews in your search for a job in gaming? Absolutely. So it's actually, I feel like I had to, um, I had to try like probably 200% harder when looking for a job, trying to get into the industry because I was a female. Um, one of my first experiences when going to E3, even as industry way back in the day, 
was we were standing in line, me and two of my female friends. Uh, we'd all gotten in through Xbox, oddly enough. Um, so we were in line, and the first thing somebody says to us is, "Oh, did your did your boyfriend bring you guys?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Is this really still a thing?" Like, and this was like five years ago, granted, yeah. but like no, no. we're yes. like, this is an industry like convention and you're so rude to ask if our boyfriends brought us like really i i think this is why people don't care about e3 anymore i think <laughs> i ought no for real like i really do think that like e3 ended up getting a stigma and are uh, surrounded by it and like now people are like screw it like jeff Keeley's like screw them i'm not gonna ever work with them again and like i you know it could just be all about like what like between the 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 I hate saying booth babes and like I don't want to say it but that's what the term was uh and like like there was a lot of like even though it was this industry event it was always like gross and over like it, it didn't make any sense it I, I uh, so since that one four years ago I've been going to E3 ever since so uh chili I was well my name was not in the industry category thank goodness because the 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 list that got leaked was the industry people and mine was not in there. Mine was in a different category. So I was safe from that, but that sucked. So I think what, one of the things that really, cause I was on the last year that E3 was still industry only. And then the last two years, it's been somewhat limitedly released to the public. And that's what a lot of people attribute as to doing E3 in. And the idea that, it became a very public showcase and not for the industry anymore. And people, <clears throat> people I knew who were in the industry and everything like that completely, you know, were against it. They found it really difficult to try to make meetings anymore with people. Um, press found it very difficult because they were fighting with fans at that point to play demos, to do reviews. And it, Overall, like the populate the populace of the time frame, how much they can fit into the convention center and everything like that, because they were selling tickets publicly, they could profit from it at that point. So there was a huge array, like huge crowd of people now. Like the population probably went three hundred percent more of actually like people in the convention centers, in the booths and everything like that. So you got more exposure for your stuff, but then you didn't get that like maybe the exposure for the people you needed because they weren't going to bother. Yeah. Not to mention all the horror stories of just like the logistics around that area for the time that it was like LA is not known for its beautiful traffic and uh, parking situations. What are you, what are you talking about? That's why I want to visit. I heard about that beautiful traffic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the convention center area, like downtown Los Angeles itself around the convention center needs work. Cause it's always under construction. So there are always parts of the roads that are roped off and everything like that. Like public transportation, trying to get in there is a nightmare and a headache and scary as hell. <laughs> so, I mean, unless you're really going to go pay that like top dollar price to get the hotels next to it, then, you know, you're kind of out of luck, but yeah. The thing also is with PAX and with um, EAC and all these other things, like E3 was no longer the one anymore. It's not like the one thing you did a year. Um, 
the other thing too is I really feel like with streaming up and coming, they didn't need mm-hmm. the E3 press like they used to. They didn't need, you know, IGN to be talking about them. They are they have a whole audience of people who are willing to talk about them as soon as they put their showcase out, you know, online. So Especially it's for like a, those larger companies, right? Like, yeah, it's a, like like Sony did not need like Sony's been pulled out for like the past like two years mm-hmm. when they had Sony, a Nintendo, Nintendo, yeah. yeah. They probably no, Nintendo was still there. They were huge. Like they took I over. Nintendo Sony pulled out. They pulled, they pulled out of their big announcements. They just still had a presence. Yeah, but I think yeah, they still had an actual booth. Air, but Nintendo did yeah. like the opposite. Is they're like, we're just gonna make a huge area for people to play Smash because we know that's what they want. Mm-hmm. They want yeah. swag and they want to play Smash. Okay. Here you go. And they pandered Which, to that and they made everybody was at the Nintendo booth because of it. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense, right? Like. You want people to talk about what you're doing, but with a big event like that, like everyone's going to be talking about everything. So you might as well make your own event for your announcements and focus and everyone can do it when they're not talking about 50 other companies releasing hundreds of games. And you just, here's Nintendo, we're going to announce stuff on this day, separate from everything, but we're still going to have a presence here so that you can come and hang out with us and chat and get free stuff because, you know, marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people when the pandemic hit, you saw the people who were already used to that kind of mentality, they succeeded. When you saw Xbox, they're yeah. like, we were already doing stuff in our own like little lobby area. Like we know how to do this. We're fine. You know, Sony, same thing. They're like, Yeah, we already had the Sony experience, like that happens later on in the year. We're just gonna do it then. Like they already had that mentality. They didn't need to rely on E3 mm-hmm. and yeah. they didn't need to rely on other stuff to do it. They already knew how. And now Nintendo has and the then Nintendo there's Nintendo directs. Direct, yeah, exactly. Direct. <laughs> Nintendo like, has the Nintendo Directs and they still don't know how to run those properly. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're getting we're getting pretty All they need to do is tell you they're gonna put a new Smash character in there and everyone all I, of wants to I can be like, a squid and a kid. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 don't know what you're talking about. No squid and kid. Because there's no Zelda 35. You know, okay, Susan. You know what really trips me out kind of on that same mentality is when I watch TV now and I go back and I watch shows and stuff like that. I'm like, what do you mean they're not wearing masks? That They're really close together. Yeah. Like, it's weird this, like, pandemic mind frame now when we see things. Because, like, we have to, like, remind ourselves there was a time before all this behavior. Mm-hmm. And conventions are one of those things because, like, the company I'm at now, like, I had to start doing my Q1 marketing. And so part of my marketing and stuff like that is I was like, okay, it's Q1 marketing. Like I need to start gathering all the information for the conventions that are going on throughout the year. So we can start, you know, needing to see if we're going to go to them, you know, if we are, what kind of spacing we're looking at and stuff like that. And like at my list, just by, I want to say last week was like, this is not happening. This is not happening. This is not happening. Like most of 2000, you know, 2021 is shut down for conventions other than digital. And so, have you thought about holding like a digital event? I am. So we are looking into um, at least for like packs and um, so our biggest audience right now is Oculus. Since we released on the Oculus Quest, um, that's a huge, huge, huge portion of our market right now. And Facebook has their own now that Facebook owns Oculus. They have their own. Um, convention and their own like conference online. So we're probably going to be a part of that. Um, in fact, a, we didn't even know this was happening until it was already like happening like live. But all of a sudden um, Zuckerberg started talking about our game 
like on the yeah on the Facebook conference, and we're just like, wait, wait, Mark's talking about our game, you guys. <laughs> like, we had no idea that Surprise. was gonna happen. <laughs> oh, thanks, Zuckerberg. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, thanks for giving us a heads up. We could have we could have prepared better for this. We could have given you some resource material. Right, but then like like he just Elon must it. That's <laughs> he's just like he did. <laughs> Totally memed us, and we're like, "All right, whatever, it's fine." <laughs> uh, the guy just got must. Yeah, yeah, we had no clue, and then all of a sudden, our Discord started going crazy, and I was like, "What is happening?" And then everyone's like, "Oh my god, Zuck's talking about yes. onward," and I'm like, "Oh god." We totally planned this, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah we're total support. We got Facebook. Uh, all, all the fans are just like, "Zuckerberg mentioned the guy." Yeah. <laughs> Did Very you guys know? Fun. Oh, we had no idea. Do you know him? Is he at the campus right now? Like, no. What are you yeah, talking? Yeah. <laughs> Having tea with him tomorrow. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine tea with Zuckerberg. I would I would love to talk to him. I do, <laughs> nope. do not just just the weird questions though. Like the deep, the deep weird ones. Like like how like what do you like why why taking on streaming? Like why I have like several questions for him. Yeah, like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how much how much does shutting down mixer cost <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh mixer uh, but it could, it, let's be real because mixer like the when they closed it down mixer did say like you can go to facebook gaming i'm like someone paid you <laughs> someone paid you <laughs> who paid you yeah yeah that that i mean, i'm only like four streaming platforms <laughs> i was gonna say i'm actually a little upset about Mixer because I felt like it gave Twitch a challenge. It did. Like I know yeah. we're on Twitch right now, but like it gave Twitch a challenge to be better and try to like really, you know, from that, you know, from that perspective, it gave them a reason to do better. It gave them a reason to be a platform that, you know, achieved things and worked for the streamers and everything like that to pull those people. And I feel like now there is no challenge and now yeah. they're just kind of like, it's like being in a relationship where they, you don't want to impress that person anymore. You don't want to like, you don't care. And you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever you're here anyway, you're going to be here. Like, and so I, I, I felt really unfortunate about the whole mixer thing. Cause I thought there was a lot of good back and forth and reason for both platforms. There was, and it gave a home to a lot of people that, that may have gotten like banned on Twitch for doing something bad. And then, but they learned from it and clearly made like yeah. a giant, like step forward in their careers on, on mixer. And then they were like, I can't go back cause I'm not allowed on this other one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and there's, and, and a lot of it I felt like was back in Twitch's infancy when they didn't have good, you know, understandings of things and they didn't have a set guideline. And it was just like, well, you're in this gray area and we don't like it. So bye. Yeah. And when you look at it now, you're like, but that's okay now. And they're like, yeah, but, but no, that's but not no, the policy. Yeah. yeah. And so, well, which I, which I feel is really unfortunate. And that's, that's, I, I, I applaud like 100% applaud streamers because that industry is really scary. In my opinion, like it can be mm -hmm. gone in a second. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it happen to friends of mine and it's heartbreaking. And now it feels like they don't have another place to go and try. Yeah, you know, you know like, yeah, Facebook, like you gaming. Said, like, Facebook gaming, YouTube gaming, like they're not, they're not really competitors in the same sense that Mixer they're was. Not, it's Twitch. not a priority. The, it's, the, not. it's not those platforms' priority, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's same and for like YouTube. Like, it's not their priority either. I mean, they they are still developing things to to battle Twitch, but they want because they don't want their YouTube. Uh, they don't want their YouTube creators to go over to Twitch permanently. They want to give them just yeah. do everything here. We don't care. We just want yeah. you to do everything here. So. But the problem is, though, is like YouTube is kind of pulling the Twitch scenario where they're making so many rules and they're making monetization so hard for people now that they don't feel like there's an option. You know, it's mm -hmm. like this song and dance and pony show just for, you know, to be there in the first place. And they have to follow certain rules. And then everybody just starts to have to be in this cookie cutter. And then mm -hmm. you can't grow in a cookie cutter. You know, everybody's in that cookie cutter. So how do you, how do you stand out? It's, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And especially after all of the, like the mixer shutting down news and Twitch's ever increasing set of rules and idiosyncrasies. Uh, like I know there's a bunch of other groups out there that are trying to make streaming platforms, but a lot of the, the technical hurdles with streaming are really, really hard problems to, to solve. And even Twitch hasn't solved them. Twitch oh, it's, it's throws not money even, at them. It's not just the technical ones, it's the legal ones. Well, the that legal too. ones like, are huge. Yeah, like, the, to get things up and running, Twitch has to spend a lot of money. Like, there's a reason that Amazon bought out Twitch yeah. when it did, because yep. it's a huge opportunity and huge advertising cost, but Amazon's also really good at taking eyes like that and converting them into sales and Twitch can lose them tons of money just like Amazon can lose tons of money but all of the other stuff that they build around it brings so much money to them that they don't care. Yeah. Like it's another way for people to get them in the door and to cross sell and Yeah, of course. go like yep. hey can't afford five bucks. You can't a compete month. against that. Hey, if you already have Amazon Prime, don't worry. We that now you can support your favorite streamer. Free yeah. charge with like oh okay cool like they just keep throwing things at you, and then it's it's just homogenous and it works well together and people are just like all right then I'm just gonna watch people on Twitch and like Facebook doesn't have that YouTube doesn't have, like you don't have those you don't have that big money backing yeah yeah, yeah. so. Facebook and YouTube both have big money, <laughs> money backing, money backing. And they just have, well, don't have the investments yeah, <laughs> yeah. they don't. Facebook and YouTube want them to make money, I think, whereas Amazon doesn't care as long as they win. Bring the audience <laughs> win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like they can they can they don't have to make money themselves as long as they make money as a whole. Yeah. Well, and that's going to come from advertising. Like they don't care yeah. if, you know, the streamers make money. They don't care if, you know, how money how, you know, how much you have and stuff like that. They literally just want that view count so that they can have that advertising money because it's profitable yeah. to advertise there. And that's, that's where I think things get a little screwed up. That's kind of why like ad space to me is always really difficult because that's once you prioritize your ad space instead of your customers, that's when things start to go kind of, kind of haywire and people start to really dislike it because you're not the target audience anymore. It's the advertisers. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, especially in the recent last, what is it, a week, maybe two weeks, we've seen that a lot on Twitch, mm -hmm. where they've started pushing their ads really hard, and even like their longtime partners and such are starting to revolt now against some of these ads, because they're like, these aren't things that I want associated with my channel. Yeah. And they don't have the ability to uh, control those. So 
now you're kind of stuck between, like you said before, I've built up my whole following on this one platform. I'm relying on this platform for a lot of my income. Mm-hmm. What do we do now? Yeah. yeah. We can talk to Alexa. But <laughs> <laughs> I can integrate with I think with I heard it go off again. Yeah. It, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's... Uh, it's hard, right? Like, there's a lot of things I think I think about. Like, I don't want to get too personal, like with our channel and stuff like that. And like, but I, I there's stuff I think about. Like, could we be doing better on on these uh, on this platform? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things that attribute to that. Like, I think as an entity, I don't think we we will ever see the stuff that we could see us doing because we we stream under a flag of Maelstrom Radio, and that, I think that's weird for people because people want to connect with a person and not necessarily an entity. And I think that, like, because, like, if they're, if they're coming for us, they're coming for, like, oh, what, what is this group of people? And it's, like, why is it called Maelstrom Radio and not called, uh, you know, Two, two Pixel Pals There's or whatever? Like, uh, yeah, 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 that. Oh, I love that name! <laughs> and Rebranding. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and, it, and it's things like that that... <laughs> as, as a watcher of people, people want to connect with people, not necessarily, like... Maelstrom Radio. Not not that you shouldn't, like Susan said in chat, give us your Amazon money so you can get more to work because more to work is great. Uh, <laughs> but it is something to think about. Like it is like a lot of like people want to just connect with people. Like it, it like we've always said it's about the personalities, not so much the content. Um, and I still think yeah. that's true. And I and and to stay with in this line of thing, I mean, because you, you do stream and you haven't streamed in a while with uh, course sense of controllers, but mm-hmm. have you thought about moving into, I guess it's, it's harder because you have to do VR, but have you thought about doing like any sort of like streaming for like your game as a community manager or setting up community streams? I have. So it, it is something that I think is on the horizon probably. Um, my biggest concern right now, because it's already kind of a concern, like within our channel, like our Discord and stuff like that, is being a female gamer playing mm-hmm. and being the representation because it is not our target demographic. Like our yeah. target demographic, even though it's a mature game right now, it's probably like 13 to 25 ish males. So, effectively, like the 18 to 19 category officially. Yeah, officially 18 to 19, yes. So <laughs> That's a small category. That's a very small <laughs> So um I, I think it's gonna be more I think it's gonna move more probably towards something like um like streaming with the community first, like have like a dev play night kind of thing. People have been asking for that mm-hmm. in our community. Um and maybe streaming that. Um a lot of what we do like stream stream right now is we um we auto host a lot of the esports matches and stuff like that that we have for our game. That's where a lot of our streaming um, promotion comes from right now. But yeah, being being a female representation for an FPS Milsim game is like super super ridiculously hard. And so that's why we haven't really gone down that road or had that conversation yet because I'm really the only one. I think in our team that actually has like streaming experience and we're just like, no, we're just going to let the master league handle that. We'll just recast their castings. <laughs> so. Oh boy. I, I mean, once you get it down though, it's going to be awesome. Cause I, like I, I started watching the elder scrolls online uh, streaming and they're, they're, um, <laughs> maybe oh Saturday's God, a bro-y VTuber yes, persona. Yes. 
So, okay. You could pull it off. No, can I tell you, like, one of my jobs is we have a big influencer campaign that's gonna that I'm working on currently that's gonna be coming out. And like mm -hmm. I had to spend I still have to, and I'm currently spending a lot of time looking for a VR influencer. And oh my god, the amount of VR chat garbage that I have had to subject myself to is so, so bad and it's so toxic and it's so like bunch of fucking 13 year olds like doing whatever they feel they can and want to do and it's so ridiculous like it's bad i i might have to link you the video for the one guy that like goes and interviews people on on vr chat he's actually he the the, the guy who interviews people he finds on vr chat super interesting guy like the guy is actually very nice he found like a, a like a 13 year old in game and it, like talked to him and interviewed with him not in a weird way. Like he, like he got permission. From I was like, Oh no, I'm sorry. You, you, you got like, it. Like it's the, it's the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. Like at the end of it, the kids like, he's like, yeah. He's like, do you believe in God? And the little kids like, I don't know, but I just want everyone to be good. And I, you know, everyone be good. And if you, you think that you're not going to be good, you know, try to there do was best. This, it, yeah. There was this video. It was this like, so-and-so is too wholesome for VR chat. Yes, thing. yeah, that's the yes, one. Yes. <laughs> that, like, I, I'm like, that kid saves, like, humanity. <laughs> right? Like, if you have, like, a shred of innocence, like, if you have a shred he, of innocence, you shouldn't be on there. No, 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 no. Like, the things that I, the things that I've had to see, because, because, yeah, like, part of our marketing campaign is it has, like, our target market is, people who've already have an established interest in VR audience. And so mm -hmm. the VR chat community is the biggest one, but it's like sifting through those people yeah. is like trying it, to find an untouched donut and garbage. Like it's, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Or Chan, but actual real time. I'm like, it's 4chan with avatars to be perfectly fucking honest. Like it's the best way to describe it. It's terrible. It's, it's pretty bad. It's, pretty it's, bad. it's bad, people. It's bad. It's and, and what makes it almost worse is that the the character skins you can download and like make yourself into like makes it almost worse because there's so many and a lot of them are not good. <laughs> they're not appropriate by no. any means. It's like. <laughs> Which I hate to say this and I hate to throw some people under the bus, but like this hugely popular, like using anime characters as your persona thing. It's like, why, why? Like I have like literally people like messaging me in my inbox, like in my DMS and they're like ripping apart how these guns like they feel like the guns are inaccurate and the sounds don't sound right and like all this like military jargon and i look and it's like your avatar is like a 13 year old like like none like an so, anime wait, are, nun. and i'm like i can't about, like, i cannot take you seriously <laughs> right now <laughs> like are, sorry, are you talking about people who have like the anime VTuber avatar stuff or just people no, who have anime no, avatars? Because no, those are very anime different. Anime avatars like in my Discord. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. No, no. No, yeah, I cannot anime take them seriously when they DM me and they're yeah. just like ripping me apart about gun knowledge and everything yeah. like that. And yet you're using like a 
13 year old with huge anime titties. Like I can't take you seriously. My M16 does not fire, have the correct fire rate. Also, my waifu is my life. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I can't even tell you how much I have to do this. Like, I can't take it seriously sometimes. And I have to, like, separate. I'm like, okay, you're not your picture. You're not your picture. Like, and I'm like, don't sit there, rip me. And then do an ooh underneath after all of it. Doesn't that like juxtapose like the juxtaposition of that is kind of perfect, right? Like you see this person coming and complaining at you with an anime avatar, you can kind of just dismiss that. <laughs> I, I I want like, to. Thank I really you for your concerns. Like, I have to take everything seriously and I have to treat everybody equally. And exactly, it's like fix my gun, ooh, ooh and I'm like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> You have to respond respectfully to them if you respond at all. Yeah. And you have to thank them for their consideration. But, I mean, there's a certain level of... There's a very different way that you would treat someone that comes in like that or someone who writes, like, a professional email to you at the same time, right? Like, I have concerns about this game. Or, you know... You know, it, yeah, or hey, like I'm a, I'm a veteran and I, you know, spent a lot of time with this kind of machine and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, cool, you have a military signet for your picture and everything like that. I yes, I will take this way more seriously. It's hard. Kelly in chat says, I will never forget the person who contacted me saying I couldn't revar- review farm simulator because I'm not a farmer. Guess I can't review the gun games because I'm not American or military. Right. <laughs> but it's but, like Chili, it's different. <laughs> like when you have somebody who's trying to rip you apart, and then at the end they're like, "Ooh, ooh." That guy, but to be fair, though, was a farmer. <laughs> Just oh my gosh! So can I tell you? Speaking of that, though, and this is a small little tangent. So we, we were those. working with a bunch of casters um, for our master league for our game, and then we found out that farm simulator has casters and its own league. Like it, like farm simulator has an esports league and like their casters are some of the most serious, well done casting we have seen. Uh, like it is nuts. <laughs> I've watched farm simulator, farm, <laughs> farm simulating farm simulator on, on Twitch. It is some like those people take it very like not outside the goofy like people like if you find somebody who's serious about farm simulator, they they'll wake up at the time that you need to wake up to start farming, like six a.m. like dawn and to be like I no, gotta get, I gotta no. tend the fields. Watch, <laughs> watch an esports casting of Farm Simulator. That's it is on another level. That's crazy. That's it was crazy. crazy. Uh, man, I miss the old. I miss Twitch old days because there was somebody I used to watch that used. I think just played nothing but uh, Civilization and Five and like railed cigarettes, <laughs> like, and and just was just like and like best caster I've ever seen. Like crazy. Like I only watched for him. I didn't care about watching him play Civ Five. He was just railing cigarettes, complaining about the world, and playing. Didn't even care about chat. <laughs> But he had like 200, 300 people yeah. watching him because he was so good about like complaining about the world <laughs> like, <laughs> and playing Civ Five. And I'm like, this guy's unlocked a weird secret, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't know how to tap tap into that secret. I don't know what it is, oh but God, I need to yes. figure it out. Yes. 
Sorry. So back that the like way probably like half hour ago uh-huh. was my answer to um, why we're not streaming as much anymore. Of one, course, the yeah. pandemic. Right. So. <laughs> So yeah, when the pandemic, we've had a um, we've had a couple family situations where you know we've had to kind of stop and take care of it and stuff like that. And it's weird because even though we're sitting at home all the time, it's just now that it it, it feels really weird. But like now that there is all this time to do it and stuff like that, and with everything going on, it doesn't feel like that should like that's not what our priority is. Like we did it for fun. We weren't doing it for you know extra cash or anything like that. Like we have real full-time jobs and everything like that. And like with all of this happening and not being able to go out as an outlet and everything like that, it felt like the time that we had where we weren't at work needed to be much like used better for like a different kind of outlet for socializing and, you know, video chatting and things like that. And that felt like more important at the time, you know, outside of health reasons and concerns and whatnot. So that's a little weird too. Now, like, especially with working from home, I, I, I'm not sure how your setup is, but like for me, I come here minus the green screen and I'm working here for eight hours a day and then I'm done. And then if I want to play a game, I'm still going to be sitting here for more time. Like it's, it's very weird to not have as much of that separation and it, it feels weird going from work mode to gaming mode, let alone streaming mode, all basically at the same place. Like there's no separation there. Yeah. yeah, like it's like for me, like before um, my current job, like I had like an hour commute. And mm-hmm. so that was like my decompression time. That was my like transition period from, you know, work mode to stop thinking, getting into other things, you know, talking to people on my way home and stuff like that. And, you know, decompressing out of work mode. But yeah, you're right. It's really different when you're sitting at home and it's like the same space. Like one of the things that I've done to help is. I will dress a certain way for work um, because I do have video conferences and stuff like that. So I'll dress a certain way. And then like after work, like I'll change. So that's like a, you know, kind of like a shedding of my, you know, work self, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Shed your skin when you're done with work. Yeah. Fuck this caterpillar suit. Where's the butterfly? (laughs) Oh, I was going with the whole snake vibe. Oh, (laughs) you have very different thoughts there. Medusa? Are you playing Hades? Was a Medusa thing? You're <laughs> like snakes and I had n- I I had no no idea about Hades until the video game awards and seeing how many categories it was nominated for and everything like that. I was like, Tyron. holy shit, what is this thing? You gotta play. Siren, this is like my video. That was I don't play single player games a whole lot. I have like 60, 70 hours in that game. I and saw it is like my game of the year for twenty twenty. Like it is. Hands down, one of my favorite games now. Can we talk about how um, Game of the Year got fucking robbed? Just saying. Oh, like the the actual awards? Yeah, yeah. The actual video yeah. game awards were kind of garbage, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm like, Hades I don't know, who Hades, but uh, no, Hades was robbed. Hades is very sexy. <laughs> The whole game. Hades, <laughs> Sorry. No, Hades was robbed, and I feel like even Animal Crossing was robbed. At yeah, this point, it was yeah, it was it, it, and, Animal it, it's Crossing a popularity contest. Yeah, the fact that Hades won so much is a, a testament to how good Hades is. I, yeah, I, I am happy for the Among Us team though. They did win some like clutch categories. I was like, good for them. They, like, they, des- they deserve it. Categories. 
But to me, I was just like, so because, like, as long as you get really popular two months before the award show, then you'll be okay. Because, oh, like, now better. it's like, it's just a meme now. Yeah. I yeah. feel like. And, like, to watch something like Animal Crossing and to see how it brought people together, how it really helped people, like, mentally adjust to the pandemic and everything like that. And, you know, give them an outlet during really difficult times and stuff like that. But to see, like, a bunch of, like, fucking kids making memes about, Amer you know, Among Us winning, like, that was really heart-wrenching to me to see that happen. Yeah. Like, Chili and Chat brought up the, the exact point I was going to, that with Animal Crossing, it came out too soon. It, it's the re that recency factor. When Games that win that come out around the time of the event. So Animal Crossing came out in March, which was perfect timing for the whole pandemic piece. And everyone was playing it constantly then. But they were more or less done by the time that the Game Awards came around at the end of the year. Whereas yeah. things like Among Us just came out and Hades had been out for a couple months. Like It had all those recency bias. So everyone was like, this is the cool thing that we're doing. But if the Game Awards were in time, August... Yeah, the time the video games come out this year, will anybody even yeah. remember Valheim? Who knows? Because it's Probably a not. It is a phenomenon right now, but will it get the credit that it's due because it didn't come out right before the awards? That's kind of garbage. And see, that's well, my if, that's my concern because it like Minecraft did something special, right? It hit and it became a phenomenon, but then it kept building on that phenomenon. And yeah. like, also, YouTube was also like near like it's kind of its early days. So Minecraft people like people like were streaming like, oh, I could just record my Minecraft gameplay and put it up on YouTube, and that blew it up. Mm -hmm. And so I don't like if Valheim can keep updating and keep people interested it might survive but it just depends it really does depend on on them i feel like right now valheim is a five is a team of five people and that's hard and yeah and so for them to deal with the success that they have that they got in such a short period of time and for the roadmap that they released even knowing the success that they had like for that kind of like we have probably twice if not three times as big of a development team as they do and we still find it very difficult to produce content and stuff like that you know knowing um you know knowing the back-end developments of how the games are built and the structures that they're built upon and the engines that are used and stuff like that and it's it's going to slow down on steam like not <laughs> not steam but <laughs> You know, it, it, it's going to slow down because there's only so many people working on it and you can't just hire a bunch of people and then expect it to be able to keep up with that kind of a fandom and everything like that mm -hmm. at, you know, with the current rate that it's going. Like they planned for six bosses or like, you know, six bosses and then, you know, creative, you know, contentability, you know, for whatever you want to do with it. But, you know, but it has a stru set structure number of biomes and things like that. And, you know, it, it will lose, you know, it's, you know, <clears throat> it's longevity and things like that eventually. And, but that doesn't mean it wasn't this great phenomenon, you know, and that's yeah, what yeah. will be forgotten. Unfortunately, I feel like, you know, and that's really unfortunate because it, there's, there are some things that I think deserve better recognition than, you know, cool. You were around for two months, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, another example of that was um, last year with Fall Guys. It launched in the summer, went huge for two months, and then and it's still dead. going. But it's gone. yeah, you, you don't hear as much. Like yeah. it's, they're still going, they're still doing seasons. There's still lots of people playing, but it's it's done. Yeah. Among so Us the, took its place, the, and 
one of the big things that uh, when I was doing my market research project for Valheim was the games that are insanely popular and get very big is streamability. Like it's, it's something that not a lot of companies are taking into consideration pre like pre-development right now that they should be. And I, I feel like there's this, it's a weird area right now because they don't want to rely on streaming, but they don't want to, you know, like they don't want to pander to it either quite yet. So there's this nice, perfect, you know, like sweet spot <laughs> for it. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, Valheim, like they did a really good job. Cause I, I had to do all the research for pre-marketing to relate that to, you know, in the future for future projects and things like that, you know, for releasing and, they did a good job on that. Like they did, they hit some key points. They went to a Viking metal band, you know, to do an intro song and use that. So they already had pre-marketing set up with a Viking, you know, fandom that may not even care about video games that they had the interest. They're like, dude, there's this thing that's really cool. Like this band that I follow is promoting. So like they tapped into an audience that they may not have had had they not chosen mm. to do that kind of thing. Um, they had a really long running beta session, for example, where they gave people beta keys if you were part of community contests and things like that. So they did a lot of good things initially. But then as soon as a couple YouTubers like found it and were like, okay, what's this thing? All of a sudden it hit that sweet spot that everybody's missing. You could play up to 10 people in a world where you have, you know, creative, you know, rights to go kill, but then also craft and also like take over things. But there's a, you know, there's a risk factor involved, but not really because you can respawn kind of thing. Like it hit all of these good sweet spots, you know, during that time period. And it was cool. And guess what? You didn't have to have a super fucking cool gaming computer to run it because it's not super crazy, yeah. like high end Unreal Engine, you know, capacity. Like, you could have a laptop and still play efficient. Yeah, it's, and I it's don't think people lovely. understand that importance sometimes. I feel like, especially with the the titles that you're working with, like that's a little bit harder, especially with the streamability piece. Trying to get someone set up for streaming is kind of a complicated process today. Now add VR on top of that. Oh, it's it's, un it's, it's almost of. impossible. Like when I yeah, go and I have to like like look at stream and everything like that. Very rarely are people streaming our games because VR yeah. streaming is a nightmare to try to set up. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. You, almost, you almost need like, like, if I were to do like VR streaming, I'd have to take it down my screen screen and actually put up like a whole like green screen curtain. If I wanted to do like myself in the, game. you would have to do a whole yeah. three quarters box if yeah. you wanted to do it, or you could do what some people do and just feed their video cable in. But then you lose that personality aspect of it when you're playing. Cause then you're just watching somebody play. And then it's like, you might as well just have the YouTube, you know, the, the YouTube videos for that. Yep. If that's, you know, what you're going to do. So, yeah. yeah the streamability for ours. And I think that's, like, it's almost like a chicken and egg problem because there isn't a lot of good streaming tools for VR because there isn't an audience for VR because there isn't streaming tools for VR. Like, it's very hard to, to have that balance. We actually had a situation where... Um, we had a PC, so we had Steam VR for a really long time. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, we had a very established, like, certain look and everything like that for Steam VR because it was, um, it was a much higher end because you were connected to really high end computers because you knew you had a certain graphics capability and things like that because you had the ability to connect to a VR headset. So there was already that, like, we know you have a good graphics card. We know you have to have a good CPU to run these things so we can make a certain type of thing. <clears throat> so once the Quest came out and then Quest came to us, then it became a difference because now the Quest took away the PC portion of it and it all runs off of the device itself for Oculus. Right. And much so, more constrained. Right. So you have much more easily access to VR but it's at a compromised, you know, like you don't have that computer high-end integration to it anymore. So the company made a choice. They're like, we want to be on this platform. So we have to, you know, make some sacrifices. And the communities, you know, was upset about it, is still upset about it. Like, you know, yeah, but it's like, you know, but we went from having like five pages of lobbies to having like 36 pages of lobbies because you have more players and you have easier accessibility to the game right. now. Like having the Oculus Quest 2 come out at a $300 price point, oh like goodness. right before Christmas, our, our, yeah, we're, we're sometimes at 64 pages of lobbies on the weekends kind of thing. That's like it's, it's astounding how just that one piece of hardware coming out made a huge difference for us as a company, you know, and the accessibility to the game and the availability for people to be able to play the game. But it also brought in a completely different demographic of people as well. So it's kind of a very big, like give and take scenario when something gets bigger. Yeah. But I feel like, especially you were talking about your, your demographic being on the younger side, uh, that seems like a kind of a good thing for you as especially a lot of people when they're fresh out of school or whatever they're, they're doing, like don't typically have tons and tons of money to go and spend on $5,000 computers and, and headsets to have yeah. these gaming systems. So having that lower level entry or that reduced barrier to entry really, really helps target your demographic that you kind of want in that game. Kind to some of. degree, it, it also brings the demographic you don't necessarily want in your game, but yeah, the vocal people that you don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, because when you think about it, like the people who could afford the PCs, who could afford the like eight hundred dollar Vives and stuff like that, like they were a certain type of person, and you had a certain status, you know that, you know, this is what you spent your money on. This is where your priorities were, like. You know, yeah. mom and dad did not buy that for you for Christmas kind of thing. But, like, a Quest 2, that's an easy, like, you know, drop to your kid, you know, your 12-year-old for Christmas to, you know, have him put some goggles on and shut little Timmy up, you know, kind of thing. So <laughs> Send Timmy into VR chat. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah! <laughs> Great idea. What's this cat girl figure I see everywhere? So waifu is my life. Waifu is lifeu, ma. Uh Chilean chess is hype for PSVR two next year. Uh well that's a, that bring, Chili brings up something uh 
kind of i mean if when playstation vr 2 comes out i mean are, is, are there i mean if you cannot say i completely understand but it, are, are you looking outside of like i, I guess you can't answer that so <laughs> I, 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 yeah you can't answer it all right <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I understand. I was like, I, I don't you know what I'm, gonna, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask a question that she probably can't answer. So I'm going to not. <laughs> Woo. All right. Well. Uh, I'm excited for. Actually, I don't know if I'm excited or not. PlayStation right now is really like. Uh, not available. <laughs> well. I too. I'm not. I'm honestly not looking for a one. I'm looking for an Xbox. But actually, I just bought myself the Monster Hunter Switch. I'm so excited. Your rise. Listen, the fact that uh, Capcom, Capcom got uh, Nintendo to like invest in new multiplayer servers. I'm all for it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll support Monster Hunter Rise like day one. I'll go get it. Right? No, I'm telling you, like Monster Hunter, take take my money. Like, take my money. No, I bought the console because I had the old gen Nintendo with the bad battery. Yeah. So yeah, like I, mean. I saw the Monster Hunter Rise one, I was like, take, take it, take I'm, it. Take I'm, it. Still, I, I, I'm still I holding on for like a Switch XL slash Switch Pro, whatever's gonna like I mean I feel I feel it like they're gonna like put one out. Nope, that design that's Breath on there. Of the Wild um, too. Uh I it's Breath of the Wild 2 with a Zelda theme switch. <laughs> Uh, I will drop money on that. That's day true. If any, if any other Zelda comes out, like you know, they're going to make a console exclusive for that. Yeah. Oh, they can slap a little thing on it. Five hundred dollars done. I think they would put the current switch down to two hundred, make the XL three hundred, and then make the light. They already have think, the light. No, well, no, I don't think they'll. You don't think I think they'll they'll, they'll drop the uh, the current switch, put the XL for maybe fifty bucks more. And I would have say probably the, the yeah. I would pro say switch and then the light. pro is going to be more. Yeah, really? You don't think they'll just keep the current switch models? No, doesn't make sense. No, they'll if they were going to do it, version were, in the, yeah, they would have to have a hardware flaw in order to do a price drop like that. And it would have to be like a correction to, like the battery life thing. Like that's when they replaced it, but then they dropped you know the price of the other ones. Like Nintendo's not in the really habit of price dropping. It. Yeah, my switch yeah. has sad, drifty Joy Cons. You, they'll they'll fix them, I believe. If you complain. yeah, but you have to send them away. From she what has, I understand, she has, a, she has an extra pair of Joy Cons. <laughs> oh, then yeah, then you're fine. Yeah, send that, send that back to them. Back, fix this shit. I do like the uh, Zelda 35th Edition Joy Cons and Pro Controller. I, I do want the, the Switch Pro Controller for that. Cause I haven't oh, that monster controller! A little bit too blue for me. I think they were cool. Yeah. They need to be. Why not green? <laughs> why not tunic green it's, on them? Right. They did go blue. And I thought that was a weird choice. I was like, why not? <laughs> but it's like the hilt of his sword is blue. Like yeah, that's kind it of. Is. It, it is ma- based off of the sword as opposed to the tunic, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So they are, but it's a it's little a, bit for me. It's it's a little bit much. It's okay. It's I would all, also be okay with like the classic for me, it's black not and gold. Hunter, so. I mean, yeah. Well, it, Monster Hunter did well. Like they're doing like a, a gray and gold or a black and gold style, right? It's like, like that's a, a really good scheme. Gray with um, gold and like it looks light good. gray. Yeah, it yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's beautiful. Good. Yeah, it, and it, I mean, it looks really good. I am an avid, avid like the design aesthetics for like that like Asian culture is like my jam. And so the fact that there's a Monster Hunter 
with those aesthetics and a console, I'm like, just yes, give it right. As soon as I can pre-order it, I am buying it. Yeah. Well, I, we have until midnight. And then, like, it was, like, a rumor that maybe Best Buy will have it on this day. And, like, Cthulhu happened to, like, refresh the Best Buy page, like, two minutes after midnight. And he was like, you guys, it's available. And, like, we had this whole chat group going for, like, people who wanted to pre-order it and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. It's a super nice console. Like, super, super nice. Not just that, though, but it's, like, I'm really sick and tired of this, like, um, oh, my God, what's the word? Um... Uh, when people buy things that they don't really want Scalpers. just to read. I'm really tired of this like scalping mentality that we have right now as a society. Yeah. And like people are calling it, they're like, oh, well, it's cap it's an example of capitalism at its best, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's just being an asshole is what it's it true, is. But that that does that's saying worse things about capitalism than it is that you're, <laughs> you're trying to make sense of. <laughs> you're not selling it here. Yeah. Thanks, so, capitalism. <laughs> yeah. I just want yeah. that. All I wanted was a PlayStation. All, all, I, I mean, like, I, I was like, all right, I didn't want a PlayStation 5 until I saw that there was going to be Final Fantasy 7 specific exclusive content for Final Fantasy 7 Remake for PlayStation 5 only. And then, and then I'm like, God oh. damn it. <laughs> exclusive or launch exclusive, it'll come to everything no. else in that year. Well, if it comes to PC, I get the UV one. But I've already bought the game, and I get I, and I get it for free. But when are they launching it on PC? Like, when, they have not announced seven for PC well, yet. Like, even I think Monster Hunter Rise, I think, is slated for a PC release now. Oh, is it? Or it's oh, it's right. It, it, it is. No, no, no. It is confirmed. Yeah. It was confirmed. Okay. It was confirmed. Yeah. So a lot of people were like, and then I knew people that were like bummed out and like. I wouldn't have bought the Switch game if I was known coming to PC. I'm like, what do you care? <laughs> you're still getting the game. And you're getting it before PC gets it, so what do you care? <laughs> it also gives you something well, to play it's on not Switch. out yet, right? No, no not uh, Soon? So, I mean, if it's not out, if you bought it already, can't you just, like, cancel? Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Just cancel if you're, like, that butthurt over it. Like, I don't, listen, yeah. I, don't, I don't get, listen, the, it's the internet. They're full of trash people. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I've been the on the internet. internet is such an amazing, <laughs> terrible place. It is. I like. Did we, we talked about this the other day? Like, I both love it and hate it at this. Like, I've never loved it and hate something so much in my life. But the, no, it's, it's true. It's like I feel all the different spectrums of emotions for the internet. Like, I love it. I hate it. I'm intrigued. I'm scared. I'm like all of it. I, full spectrum. Pretty Thanks, much. Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. internet. Thanks, internet. Uh, Welcome to the Trash People Podcast. Nope. <laughs> Welcome to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to online. Yeah. I think we did it. <laughs> but not VR chat. No. Not VR chat. No, that's no. a special. That's a, uh, there's there's that's like a special type of hell. No, we're kind of like recycling and uh, like we're doing something for the planet uh, where VR chat's kind of like a dumpster that's lit on fire, but always like a tire pile that's always on fire. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It's it's we're trying so. to like give all those people an area to be garbage people with each other and filter them into that cesspool, but yet they somehow come out. I I both called <laughs> us trash and good for the environment. <laughs> <laughs>
That's I say that that reminded me. It's been a year now uh-huh. since the official store in person launch, which happened just before lockdown, and we couldn't go, but we talked about it uh, because. Uh, yes, I knew it. I knew you were talking about 100 percent soft. Yes. Uh, oh my! Did you see all they're doing? Oh, you so can't, you can't see it on stream because it's green. It is green. You'd have to like. Everyone no, here can see it though. Oh wait, I, I, oh yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, even if it, the streams just like they can it, kind it, of see it. It's because of the green screen settings. It, even if you try to have put your hand behind it, it's not gonna. Oh. Yeah, no, I was I was trying to like it's screw so with the colors on it, so it was like shaded or something. But yeah, no, stream can't see it. No. It's I okay. Love it's just him. for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. Yep. Well, a beautiful dumpster fire. <laughs> There's so many, like, during the holidays that came out, um, there were a lot of people making personalized ornaments, and a lot of them were dumpster fires and, like, toilet paper jokes and stuff. And, like... Yeah. Susan linked it in chat. So. Yes. Get that affiliate link going. <sighs> oh, if you go to their website, they have the best banner at the top. Wait, now I want to see this. As everyone's going I'll over check, to click I'll, on I'll it check it out oh, after this. Right, I've like, run too many things at once. Great. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the dumpster fire wearing the little mask? That's great. No, I have not. He's so cute. <gasps> you can get a dumpster fire cell phone cover now. Perfect. Yep. You can, get a, you, you can get a dumpster fire that lights up. It's a right. nightlight. Oh, that's great. The Lunar New Year one is so cute. I want it. <laughs> Now we're just shopping. <laughs> now we're shopping. They well, have a little one that says garbage, please. Well, welcome to the capitalism, the capitalism section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I posted the banner in the uh, the Discord chat so that people can do it. Yeah, the dumpster fire nightlight I've, told, I've been heard is pretty cool, but uh, it's definitely a limited run. Oh my god, it's so cute. But yeah, mine, like mine is not like, the night version. I like how when I found them, like, what, four years ago at, like, Comic-Con or something like that, they had all this different stuff, but then that little dumpster fire thing, like, like just blew up for them, and it was, like, yep. crazy. I remember, it was, I think it was three years ago or so, it was one of the first times that we got together, because I think mm. you gave me the little dumpster fire pin that you yeah. found at one of the cons you went to. Thanks, like, I still have chat. it, it's on my bag. I think Susan yeah. chat's dropping a like a heavy hint at us. <laughs> we don't have merch, so but, we have to look at other wants... people. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We we shouldn't have our own merch. We can never live up to the dumpster fire. You guys uh, should definitely at least Redbubble that Melstrom Radio logo on like a distressed shirt. It would look amazing. Also, okay. it, it also kind of makes make, like a, our... a dope patch too uh, for like a jean yes. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'd say a distressed shirt would make sense because our podcast is kind of distressing. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like our logo as a pin. We have like yeah. the old logo on a pin, and that was kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. this one would fit nicer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we we designed this on on purpose that way. But yeah, uh, yeah. With we we shield for something that we don't even own. <laughs> As we do. No. It's true. It's true. It's all right. Siren, you want to tell people yeah. where, uh, speaking of shilling, you want to shill? You want to tell people where they can find you and the game and everything? 
Yeah. Um, if you have a VR headset, so it's available on Steam. It is available on Oculus. So those are our two major platforms right now. Um, if you have Steam VR, you know you have Steam VR and you already have that set up. But um, yeah, if you want to play some first person, real life, like military simulation, um, first person shooting games, definitely jump in and you have the VR capability. Just search for Onward in either of those two and jump in. There's plenty of people to play with. The Discord's a great place to hang out and talk with other fellow players and everything. Oh, man. Shane, you're on it. Damn. Sure you is. On it. So is Susan. With <laughs> right? Susan's got, Susan's got all your links. I got your, pro- your, yeah. your company you go links. Yeah, it's handled. Thank you. Yeah, And just, and just so people on the audio, you can find Siren at Siren Song. That's uh, S- the not a letter, but the the number zero ng. Yeah, it's O N or S zero ng. Yeah, yeah. You might want to oh, write siren like siren is S Y R I N. I know, siren everywhere Dude, you know what? It was one of those things because everyone, what is it? Everyone says siren, and I'm like, what? What? Why? Who? What? They're like, it's like it's like when you see syrup, like that's siren, and I'm like. I can see it, but no. no. Yeah, right? That's what I said. I was like, why? 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 I already have problems with my real name. I don't need you to mess up my gamer tag, too. Syrup. syrup. <laughs> That's fair. That was a justification somebody finally gave me. They're like, well, it's like syrup. If there's a Y, then you pronounce the S this way. And I was like, no. Uh, no. Not, <laughs> nice not try. A, not, not on the internet. And then twitch.tv <laughs> forward slash court sets and controllers. Uh, you can, you can we will that. get back to streaming soon, I think. Yeah. When, I, I have a feeling when the world will be normal. there. When it's a little more normal and we yeah. have a we have a balance and a routine again, and we have some some other outside outlets that's not sitting in front of our computer. So I say, just take it, get a get a webcam set up pointing it at Cassie, and just leave that I on your Twitch stream twenty four seven and see how much. On my when we were rotating our time frames, um, when we were streaming more like throughout a whole week instead of just the once a week time period. Um, we had solo nights, and on my solo night when I would stream, I had a do- I had a puppy cam because she lays in her little noodle bed right next to me. So it's super easy to just set up a second webcam that points right at her. It's great. Can, can I say and like a, a big really thing dog. on Twitch is like fish fish tank cams and people just playing lo-fi, and there's like people that like I'm telling you there's tons of people that watch that. It's so like you could set up like Cassie cam and just play lo-fi. <laughs> <laughs> That's your I whole, like, you don't even need to be there. Twitch, where it's like, I just pretend like I'm playing League of Legends, sit here in a bikini and have a picture of my dog on here. Like, Do you remember, though, Twitch really got big when they had that Street Fighter fish tank? Yeah. Like, no, that remember, was like... I remember Twitch plays Pokemon. Early yeah, fucking days of Twitch was... They had it set up so that these two fish would go in, like... A little, because it was funny, Cat had, had like no idea about this, so I was trying to explain this to her the other day. So they had these two fish in a tank, like it was a goldfish and then like a black goldfish. And they had set it up so that there was a sensor, I think they were what, engineering students? And they yeah, set it up this fish tank so that there was, was it a connect? I think it was, because that's like the easy hackable yeah. thing, okay. that sort of thing. And they had a grid in the tank that had like the mm. up, down, left, right, and then like the two buttons. Mm-hmm. So anytime the fish would swim, it would make a combo that would relate to a character that they were plugged into on Street Fighter. And so it was just two fish swimming around in a tank, 
causing combos to each other. And it was like the fastest partnered channel, like in history or some shit like that, because people were just logged in watching these two fish and what would happen. It was amazing. Uh, That's one of the times just, of the internet. Yeah. Like they happen to latch onto something and it just blows up. Yeah. Like it's hundreds so of weird. thousands of concurrent viewers. Like yeah. we're so lucky if we can hit that. double digits some days. Telling you. you get six digits. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, one last uh, question. The chat. Yeah, uh, Susan would like to know if you have any plans for a podcast. She just likes chatting siren. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we do a lot of just chatting. Um, we do, I think, eventually want to go back to a structured podcast like we used to have. Um, Courses and Controllers, for those of you who don't know, was structured to be a podcast um, about female and the female gaming experience. And then it kind of like just kind of metamorphosized with what we could do at the time, what, you know, we had availability to do and stuff like that. But I think eventually it'll get back to that because now that I'm in the industry and stuff like that, kind of going back to the other question, like we're still needing a lot of equal representation for women in gaming. It's kind of ridiculous. It's 2021 and there's still this gamer gate mentality about it and it's pretty terrible. Yeah, it's not good. No. And especially now like we're seeing a lot more visibility into it, especially with all these other different groups finally starting to get some sort of recognition in it. We see that with often like Black History Month in February or the LGBT community in June or like all these different groups getting a, a month of recognition and then it just goes away. And like same thing with like women in gaming, like it's sometimes it'll something will happen. They'll be in the spotlight for a little bit, and then radio. It's always it's always in a react. Like if you notice too, it's usually in a exactly. reaction to something bad happening. And yeah. it's like okay, great, pander to us when something bad happens to us instead of just trying to acknowledge that you know it's an issue and address it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah guys want to take the standhold of like oh well we don't want to highlight women because we want them to be equals and we know you're here you know it's you're just you're here but it's like but you don't you haven't walked a mile in our shoes and trying you're not in the chat lobbies we are clearly you know stuff like that where it's still actively prevalent and it's funny because i just read an article yesterday about the new that Harry Potter game that was being developed. That guy's in hot water mm-hmm. now. Hey, Lucy. Because hey. I, um, that guy's in hot water now because the internet did what they did and they went back into his Twitter history and stuff like that when they found out who it was. And he had a lot of pro gamer game mentality stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. you're like, you're going to get fired. <laughs> like, I hope you do. And it's people don't and understand. Like, there's still people with mentality ideology like we're we still get completely harassed and you know downplayed and not taken seriously i mean you can have all the female gamers in cod esports all you want they still think that it's not about skill and that it's just because it's a representation thing they still like blizzard still has a problem putting girls on their teams and stuff like that because of drama so People like Ninja don't help. Like when he came out and said he won't play with female gamers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like still like, and that was just what a year ago mm-hmm. that that happened. I thought and there was something so, more recent too. Like he, he's, he's always saying something, getting away with it just fine. I don't understand. Like that's I, what haven't, I don't get. 
with that, to be perfectly honest. He just recently last month um, yeah, came out and said that he shouldn't, he should not be held responsible as an influencer to right. teach his audience about things like racism and stuff like that yeah. and to be deep people. And it's like, you are literally given an influencer. Like that is your title is you are an influencer. And the fact that you don't think you have a responsibility to influence people, you're kind of dumb. Like it's within your job title. practically. If he came out tomorrow and said, Hey, Fortnite's dumb. Nobody, nobody played Fortnite. His, everybody that watched him would drop Fortnite. Everybody. Yeah. If he went to go play something else and said, this is the new hotness. Everybody get on this train. Everybody get on that train. He, and he doesn't I, he doesn't just like he doesn't he realizes the power he holds he just doesn't care and he doesn't care and i'm I, i'm a little ashamed that we have this idea that like it's okay for him to just sit there and collect money from them and not have any responsibility to them like he doesn't care so long as it doesn't affect him or his boss as line. soon as it affects him it again would but that's, it's the money thing it's the money factor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, even well, not even necessarily money. Like, if something came out that was, let's say, uh, he dyes his hair, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, stupid. Let's say there was something that came out that was like anti hair dye or something. He would one hundred percent jump on that and try to defend it because it's something that he believes in. But he's not a woman. He's not hasn't gone through all these sorts of things, so it doesn't bother him. And probably it it, it probably boosts him up. To bring the other people down. It, it, so it why, why is he going to do it? When he came out about the whole like women in gaming thing and stuff like that. And how he said that women are drama. And that he doesn't want to play with other women. Because of the drama that causes. You know things like that. It's like he didn't realize. That what he just told. His whole like 10 to 20 year old audience. Was that playing with women causes drama. He was like, no, I am defending my wife and my relationship with my wife. And I'm looking like a good husband because I value the relationship with my wife. And it's like, that is not what came across to your audience at all. Like, that's how you want to defend yourself in a PR perspective. I don't like causing no. drama here. Let me drop this huge amount of drama into chat. It, it, and it, it's he's he's his he's really smart. In the sense of, like, Dr. Disrespect went for, like, shock value kind of thing. He does it in a very, like, like Dr. Disrespect is, like, in your face. You knew what you were getting into. You knew what he was saying was controversial. You knew what he was getting at was, like, a certain type of belief structure. Ninja's almost like the exact opposite, where he tries to do it in such a way, in such little hints that he can't be held responsible for saying it, because that's not maybe really what he meant, but you kind of know. You kind of hint at it. Doctor disheveled. Uh, and <laughs> he, he, I mean, he went to YouTube just fine and, and made bank <laughs> over there, so I don't like, whatever's going on with him. I'd Nobody, like to see his credentials. Yeah. yeah, he like, he's a personality. People liked you know, I I hate to say this, and I don't mean this in the direct way that it's going to sound, is Dr. Disrespect is kind of like Trump in a sense where, like, he has a very particular type of audience that he plays to. He knows who they are, and he knows how to collect from them, and he does it. Mm-hmm. And he does it well. Yeah. Like, the best, I have respect for Dr. Disrespect in the sense of, like, he's good at marketing himself yeah. and his character, and he knows what he's after, and he's to the point. 
and you know what you're going to get out of him and it's going to be realness from him. So you may not like it and a lot of us don't like it. You know, he's still a lot of his beliefs and his ideologies and stuff like that. He's a garbage person. I wouldn't hang out with him and have him on my friends list, but you know what to expect from him and you're going to get, it. you know, kind of thing. Like yeah. when he did on his wife, was anybody surprised by that? No, no. We're like, okay, cool. Now it's just finally public. Like if you ever met him at any of the Twitch cons or anything like that, like you knew that's what he was like. That's his personality type. So, Oh, the abusive boyfriend special. No. <laughs> uh, it's a good point, though. Like, I'm going to say something that you know what I mean, but I can defend him. Didn't mean that if someone questions me. Like, yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's oh. yeah. And when you have sponsors and when you have money backing you and stuff like that over everything you say, like, yeah, that's kind of what you have to get at. But you know, at the end of the day. You need to be real and say, I can't say those things because of this. I can't say those things because of this. He likes to take the stance of, I can't say those things because that's what I believe in. Trust me. This is how I am. And it's like, that's not how you are. You're, you're doing it for your money and your mm -hmm. bottom line and who pays you. Yeah. It's, you know? it's not taking responsibility for your actions. You've right. done something, regardless if that was your intent or not you still cause something to happen yeah. and you can't get away from that by saying, Oh, nope, that's not what I meant. Not my problem. Yeah. I, yeah. He, he in no way ever had to come out and apologize to women. He in no way ever had to come out and say, guys, that really sucks. You shouldn't have taken it that way. Like women gamers are fine. Like it's okay to play with women. Like that's not what I meant. Like he never had to come out and do any of that. He absolutely did not have to take responsibility ever for anything he's ever said. No, I've seen him sooner drop his and say, oh, you know, I was in my persona mode and that's that's like I, I played up to that. I've seen him say blame it on the the, the yeah. other side of him, the 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 fake persona side versus taking responsibility for it. Like, oh, I just played up to who I was, who the, the act, not the it, it, like it, it, it. You're not a professional actor. You're not no. getting paid for a role you're getting paid for a community that you built and your representation of you as a person that's relating to you know again you have the word influencer in your name you mm -hmm. have to take responsibility that you influence people yeah yep. absolutely see again drops it right in chat like i'm not bad i'm just drawn that way it's what my character would do though like exactly not an excuse it's I mean, not. I mean, it is an excuse. It's just, it's Jared Leto would use that excuse. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jared Leto. I was just bad at acting, you guys. That's why I did all these terrible things practicing yeah. for my new role. Oh, it's because you're a piece of garbage. Also, you're a terrible joker. No, <laughs> <laughs> Ledger. Oh, oh. Rip. Rip. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. Can we not end? <sighs> no, yeah, I don't. Yeah, how do we get, pull up out of this? How do we get out of this? I don't know how to get out of this. I mean, um, welcome to a very diverse podcast. Our producer, yeah. our producer Susan. I feel like I always, whenever I'm on here, I end up doing that to you guys, and I feel bad. I'm it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, no, we've gone on much worse tangents when you're not here too. Yeah. So. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just yeah. us. Um, we, we, we only, we, in our influence area is very little. It's chilly. So. <laughs> Billy, don't go watch Ninja. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chili, don't no ninja for you. No more ninja. No ninja <laughs> I know. Uh, I think we we did a good job here there. I was going to say we did a good job here though cuz we did round off this podcast very nicely cuz we have uh Susan who's our producer. We have you know, we have me, a Hispanic. <laughs> Hola. <laughs> and then we have Shin who's a Canadian, also gay, also super cute. So <laughs> He is super cute. Yeah. Also adopted by me. So <laughs> It's not illegal. I found out it's not illegal to adopt full-grown adults in in California. (laughs) I'm very loose about that. It found out it's actually a thing in Japan. (laughs) You can adopt full-grown adults in Japan. Yeah, it's one of the ways I was reading about this recently or hearing about it. It's one of the ways that they do. I've I've never wanted to move to Japan more now, and just (laughs) (laughs) I can legally adopt. It's like Shin. Like, for example, like if you have like a family run business, mm-hmm. but your children are interested in taking it on, but you have an employee that is like a, a good employee that you want to kind of pass it down to, you can actually adopt them and it'll continue in the family. Like it's still a family run business and you just hand it down to them. And it's actually a, a really interesting law that they have in order to do that sort of thing. Oh, it's like a way of like making a next akin kind of thing where like you can adopt into, okay, okay. Do you have to adopt them to a family, but as an adult? And yeah, it's, it was really neat to kind of read about that. I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> no, do not spare neuter. Do not spare neuter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Spay and neuter your nerds, please. Oh no! Chili be adopted into America? No, Chili, you don't want to be adopted here. No, Chili. Going though. from going from the UK to America is not the step that you want. Chili, we Canada, already easier. know that Nakio Yoshida, the producer of Final Fantasy XIV, is going to pass that role on to you one day. <laughs> You're going to be adopted into him. Don't worry. Yes. yes. Just go over there, Chili. Just, just go up there in your little Lala self and be like, adopt me. IRL Lollapel. Yeah. Right. It's true. I have met. <laughs> uh, are we do- yeah, we're doing FanFest, right? Yes. If, if there is one. <laughs> if they ever have one again. Yeah, if there is one. What's the digital one? It's like in 15 days, right? No. no well, is it May? No, we, had, May. we had the, the announcement two weeks right. ago. Right. <laughs> And then, yeah, is it March or is it May? May for the, May for the May. actual like online fan fest. So that's next. And then yeah, March is tomorrow, so it's not this early. Yes, online fan yeah. fest is May. That's correct. So you know, no longer Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. But if you're interested in Final <laughs> fan yeah. fest, online fan fest is in May. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's how we can stay relevant, right? We're still we're still content creators. We mentioned the fan fest. We mentioned a lot of things tonight. I mean, so. Byron, there's one thing that we didn't mention this entire podcast. Mm-hmm. Somehow we didn't talk about it at all. Dumplings? It dumplings. No dumplings. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> we talked about it before the podcast. We we're like, okay, we're going to talk about this. And then we didn't mention it the entire time we were here. So, fun fact. Um, no, we kind of did. 
that chain, that, that dumpling place that I took you to that we like so much, there's actually one in Irvine, too. So, like, for Lunar New Year, when I sent you the picture, Cthulhu and I were both trying to order from the place. And, like, I guess everybody has the same idea that they're going to order dumplings on Lunar New Year. And, like, it was a... I wonder why. Yeah, po- complete fiasco trying to get dumplings. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> Cthulhu and chat, it was a disaster, like, all caps. disaster. I mean, to be fair, if you look back at the last few times that we tried to get food, it's always been a disaster for us. It's why it, it's always like circles of like like bad mishaps where we end up in a completely different area than where we meant to go, but it ends up being amazingly tasting anyway, kind of thing. Which, by the place, way, was shut down. You, did we take you to the Korean hot dog place that's next to the dumpling place? No, because we only went to the dumpling place once, and that was because we tried to go to, I think, a Korean barbecue place, or maybe it was a ramen place or something, but it was shut oh, down. No, no, we went to take it to the curry place. The curry place had closed right. down. Because it shut yeah. down, and then we ended up going to the dumpling place anyways. Yeah. That was the only time that we've been there. Why does food, okay. what is like sounding going to get food with you guys is like a comedy of errors? <laughs> it, oh, it is. It, it's like a sitcom like <laughs> episode trying to get food with us. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> But yeah, but now next door to that dumpling place, there's now a Korean hot dog place where they do like the hot dogs with the mozzarella cheese inside, like baked with the, the pinko bread flakes and stuff like that. And then that sounds really good. One of them has the mozzarella, the hot dog, and then they use crushed ramen on the outside. I'm uh, sold. So uh, it's a corn dog. <laughs> it's a corn dog place is what I meant to say. I'm sold. I'm so done. Korean corn dog. I think so, that yeah. was there when we went, and we looked at it, and we were like, "This is weird." Yeah, and we went to the dumpling place, but tried it since then, and it's amazing. I was gonna say anything that looks I, weird is probably great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that whole plaza was full of weird stuff. Yeah, all, but we had to choose one. Yeah, <laughs> Susan and Chelsea. Oh, since moving to Indiana, I've learned to appreciate corn dogs. I get to have I've, an Indiana corn dog, so I don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> you know what I've learned to appreciate also. And it was like this amazing phenomenon to me, but the like breakfast corn dogs where it's like the Jimmy Dean sausage wrapped in a pancake that you dip in syrup. Like when you're like, Oh my God, this is brilliant. Like <laughs> This is like breakfast corn dog. It's amazing. It's all the things that I want to eat on a plate together. And it's easily dippable in syrup. So, <laughs> It's, it's actually pretty genius. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Delicious because it's terrible for you. Exactly. It's like that time Homer Simpson like was he didn't go to church and decided to make himself a waffle and put a whole stick of butter in it. <laughs> like like but it folded it up like a taco with the butter on the inside. Hey, was that, that the Moo exactly. episode thing? Uh, no, that was, uh, okay. the, ho- the house caught on fire cause he fell asleep and like something like, like it, he had like his bear, his bear, uh, slippers on and everything like classic episode. Such a good there episode. are multiple, multiple episodes of Homer eating too much and, you know, shenanigans <laughs> happening Homer. because yeah. of it. So my, uh, I remember something with the church too in that one, but it's been a while. My favorite episode is the one where. Mr. Burns is trying to steal his teddy bear back from uh, the, uh, the the Simpsons baby, and okay. and and like Homer sleepwalks into the kitchen and takes out fifty two slices of individually wrapped cheese. <laughs> he's half asleep and he's just like mm, fifty two slices of individually wrapped cheese. 
51. Home. 52. 50. Home. It counts down. And it's like 7 a.m. And Martin's like, Homer, have you been up all night eating cheese? I can't see. <laughs> and then Mr. Burns falls from the roof because he's like trapped up there trying to steal this teddy bear all night. <laughs> Now, oh so if you have Disney, uh, so if you have Disney Plus, go watch that episode. Now I'm shilling for Disney. <laughs> watch that episode. This is the capitalism part. We're back. Yeah, we're back to capitalism. That's the Maelstrom part. We're back to the uh, capitalism. And that, and that's how we end the show. <laughs> All right, we mentioned Disney. We have to close down now. <laughs> yeah, I've but been trying to find a way to bring it back to the the pets again but i haven't i haven't gotten it oh you want to go full circle uh well we started yeah we started with the pets we gotta end <laughs> with the pets because honestly the pets are the best part of this whole podcast finn scratched the back of my hand today but mostly because he was playing and then he was like you're i'm also playing and so can I, finn can plays hard said, so about them pets how about them pets let me see if i can get cassie <laughs> real quick we can end it on that oh my god to be fair Susan, I would totally do that. Can we do? Susan wants to do a, a segment where Flattis explains Simpsons episodes poorly. I oh. can do that. Like we can start it's with the dense one. puppy. Okay, Aww. we can. We can. Cassie. Oh, Cassie. Oh. Cassie. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, it's the yes. Yeah, you can really hear her. She yeah. does. She does look like she just woke up from a nap. She was laying Hi, her Kathy. little in bed. Aww. She looks tired. Pup. <laughs> That's all you do. Like, okay. why am I here? Just, just yeah. hello. Mwah. She played hard at the park today, so she's if I, I won't lie. If I find a pug or a Frenchie, I, I would adopt it immediately. That's the hardest thing to find oh, here is a small dog. No. Like, good luck finding yeah. a Frenchie to yeah. <laughs> like. You have to have like a doctorate degree in Frenchiology to be allowed to adopt them from rescues. Frenchiology. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, um, this is Cassie. Um, she's actually, a fun fact, she's actually named after uh, Cassandra Kane Batgirl. No. But her name is Cassie for short. Because she's a Batgirl. She's a Bat Puppy. I know. Look at her. She's a getting lady. Look at all that gray. <laughs> but, Except not yeah. on the top. No, not on the top. No, those get blocked. Shave that off. <laughs> it's like, um, no. Snack time. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, we got snacks. <laughs> no, I just want to say, like, Cassie is just an extremely chill dog. She's the biggest like, couch potato, like, ever. Ever if someone's kid. there and something's new, she gets a little bit of excited and like super happy to be around new things. But otherwise, she'll just like chill. No, she'll just like. So it's funny because she's she. I, I feel. I was telling Kat this the other day. I feel really bad. I don't have more neuroses sometimes because she's such a good therapy dog. I'm like, I feel like her therapy skills are wasted because I'm. I'm just not that bad, and she she would be great for somebody who has terrible neuroses. Because as soon as she hears somebody's upset or like not feeling good or whatever, she's just like she's there, like, and she just no. like provides the best little comfort that she can. But that's yeah, why she always comes over when I good. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's like immediately. She just feels Shin's energy. She's like, you like, need. Yeah, mm -mm. <laughs> what can I do for you? Um. The 
recommend yeah. a Malamute. Yeah, if you have outside and you never ever want your clothes to be clean again. Too much energy. BMD are big old couch taters. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie's She's Mountain a- Dogs are huge. I uh, I want small. I just want something that can stand up. Like <laughs> the car. Ca- I I just I. <laughs> Like the cat seems chill enough for the dog. Like the cat's chill. Like the cat. The cat does not care. Like, <laughs> like Finn. No. I think Finn was kind of a nice get because Finn. Finn is kind of like the grateful cat because he was, you know, he was found at a young age outside of a Home Depot. <laughs> so Aww. yeah. So Finn is very grateful. He's got the roomies though. He do, he does and like, but he's also very chill. Like I, I mean, I know cats like tend to just be like be like. Nat like nat pros, but hey, Cassie, yeah, you know, Finn Finn uh, Finn's a good cat. He does. He's also very stealthy. Like we've we've shut shut him in places that he's not supposed to be shut in. Uh, like I've opened the pantry and he's snuck in there and I haven't seen him and I shut the door and I'm like, where's the cat? And I like open the pantry. He's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think one day I did it three times that I didn't know. Like I, then I started like now I'm like neurotic and I have to look down to make sure he's not there. Yeah. <laughs> so. <sighs> we had, uh, yeah, one of our cats is an avid food thief and we have to like learn to like clear anything out of its path. And so we started getting these little buckets to put like our chips and stuff like that. And the cat found a way into getting onto that shelf into those buckets. And it's like, what, what do you want with potato chips? Like you don't, you're a cat. You don't eat potato chips. You don't eat pretzels. That thing fucking eats everything. It doesn't care. Like. I went to the restroom and I had two meatballs left on my table and they're gone. like gone. Yep. Like it's that it's ridiculous. I cat. Cassie might've cut those too. I, I feel like. Will you take Tayaki home with you, Shin, please take her home with you. She needs a new home. The cat or Cassie? No, no Tayaki. She needs a new oh, home. Okay. With you. No, well, based on his laughing, I'm thinking that's a no. <laughs> uh, Tayaki's cute. You can't have pancake though. Cat will never allow it. Oh no, no, cat would never let me take pancake. <laughs> oh. One of my friend's cat, uh, Lucy and Chat says, <clears throat> one of my friend's cats is a carboholic. He eats tortillas though <laughs> through the packaging. Uh, oh my god, now I have to go check my tortillas. <laughs> right. No, uh, Mr. Cats aren't stealing uh, sparkling water. That's true. <laughs> Take your whole cans and drag them off. They have Finn, standards. Finn hasn't discovered human food yet. He is interested in what's going on in the kitchen, um, but he he'll lick bags and not like he'll just like lick like uh, plastic bags. I don't know why. Like he, I, I don't know if he just likes the feeling of the plastic bag on his tongue. Couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah. I think it's so funny the different things that like personalities of things that they get into and like they have a thing for like pancake is a thing for water like if she hears running water she wants to be involved like if we have the sink going for dishes or anything like that she will full-on just put her face in there and start batting at the water and like she does a thing too where she like puts her face in it to look in it so the water's like now dripping away from her on her but then she doesn't understand where it went so (laughs) Magic. But she's I think I've seen pictures of that cat on the internet. <laughs> yeah, he's 
he hasn't gotten that far yet. I mean, he's still a kitten, so he's still like kind of exploring things and trying to figure stuff out. He's also got uh like when we got him, they're like, listen, when we first met him, he sneezed uh, like he was on this pillow. He's very small. He has so he also he has like a nub tail, but it's curled, so he's like this little curly pigtail. He's very cute. <laughs> yeah, he's super cute. And he's matching now. Yeah, and. He's- so when he, we first met him, he was just like, oh, hey. And we didn't know what to name him. Or like, So we just like called him what the, the adoption place called him, which was Curly Joe. Like, hey, Curly Joe. And he goes, sneezes, and this like big old booger comes out of his nose. Like, yep, that's our cat. <laughs> that's what we're getting. <laughs> and they're like, let us know. Like, hey, he's going to have like a sneeze for like the first year. It'll go away eventually. He just needs to be in a better like environment. That kid, that yeah. kid like his cat tree is just snotted up. Like he just shoots boogers all over the place. So, a kid that's in Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so uh, oddly specific. But yes, that one. <laughs> you know exactly. What, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> For those that played Wind Waker, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> and it wasn't even like it was an instant recognition of like, oh yeah, that's I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find his name. <laughs> All right, so we went first full circle on the pets. Now we're good. We're good. I think we yeah. did it. You did it, you guys. Uh, well, thank you, you very much pug, for though, but coming on. Say good, if you get a pug, say goodbye to ever having non-fur clothing. Like, they they are explosively, explosively shed monsters. Oh, well. Um, I haven't gotten... I mean, he's also young. I don't think I've gotten a lot of fur. I mean, he's a texture cat. Like, he doesn't like certain textures. Like he's very. No, I mean, you get a pug. Oh, you a, pug. a pug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm prepared. I know. Okay. Yeah, I'm prepared. Like, Costco I, I, level. No. Like, I, I would like to get, like, I, I mean, I have a range of dogs I'd like to get, so it's really what they have for adoption. I mean, there's a lot of terriers here, so there's a lot of pit bulls I, up for adoption here. A lot, a lot. And I'm not against it. It just, I, I don't want, like, with a smaller dog, you can kind of, like, no, <laughs> like you can kind of pick it up and it's like, all right, now you're out of it. And uh, like a pit bull, all the very good dogs, like my family's had a ton of pit bulls and then trained them and like stuff like that. I, you know, like I, I think having something the same size as the cat's probably the best way to go. <laughs> so. And my thing too, like I always knew I would be apartment living, living in California for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I made my choice was I'm like, I want something with a good, like a certain particular type of personality that would be good for an apartment living. Yeah. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't want a big high energy dog and stuff like that. Cause I would just feel guilty, yeah. you know, of, you know, forcing them to stay inside and everything like that. But way back to the beginning of this whole shenanigan show, um, when you were talking about how Finn has to have a particular place. So no matter how hot it is, no matter what's going on, Cassie has to, when she starts out, she gets up on the bed and she paws at me to lift up the blanket. And then she has to go all the way down at the bottom of the blankets. And then she'll paw at my legs. And then she has to circle right in between my legs. And then she'll finally plop down and go to bed. Yeah, Finn has like like I said, he has got a weird obsession with like he needs to be here. Like so, and like he'll still do it. If I'm on the couch, he'll crawl up over me and then nut, like nestle like next to my neck oh. and like uh-huh. just sit there and purr. 
And I, I don't know why he's like, you're alpha cat. I was like, all right, cool. I guess that's how this rolls now. Uh, so also, like I said, he likes to make, make biscuits in my beard. I don't, <laughs> he likes to like need my beard. I don't know what it is. He's just like, what's going on? Yeah. I think that so, means you have a scent thing. Yeah. I have a cat and he's great. So we, we, learned, a cat. we learned a lot today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I think, I think we're going to call it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we're going <laughs> to. On we're, that note, shoulder on, cats. On night cats. Shoulder nights. Shoulder, shoulder, shoulder nights. The newest game. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that was the Vegas hockey team. <laughs> Don't get me started. I, I, I listen. I, I'm not a big sports person, but I do like the Vegas hockey team. <laughs> Just their intros alone make me want to watch their games. <laughs> Oh my god. Have, Siren, have you seen like have you seen the Vegas Knights Golden Knights uh intros for their hockey? No. I I will link it to you after this. It is the Please. most epic thing. They're like 5000 years ago beneath the stone of ice. Like like they start off that way and they're all dressed in like full armors. It's ve- like full like production Vegas. Like Vegas clearly put money behind that team. They're like like it's it's funny because it's like the whole like sports ball thing, but like marketing wise, like there's so much like interesting marketing that goes into sports teams and promoting them and like justifying these like million dollar contracts that these athletes have. Like it's ridiculous to me, but it's super interesting though. It is. I want to watch it. But. I'm excited. That's not this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a, you, can, you can watch it on Peter's energy links after we've shut up. After, yeah, after okay. we shut up. All right. Which we're go, trying to. Go right no. video. You can find Siren on Twitter. You can find Corsons the Controller on Twitch. Onward is the game. Onward's that, the game. Onward's the game. And you can find it on uh, Steam, on uh, the Oculus, Oculus Store. And I believe that is it <laughs> for now because yeah. it is VR. Yeah. Uh, so go do the things. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Play all the things. Yeah. You end up playing, join the Discord. It's a great community. Go do that. I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm bad at those kind of games, so I would not <laughs> do well. So. I work there and I'm bad at it. So. <laughs> but you you're good at what you do. But, but I'm good at what I do. You're good at what you do. That's the most important exactly. part. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I miss you guys so much. Thanks for, Thanks for back. coming back again. And uh, I look forward to finally getting together with you at some point this year. Yes, to go outside and go do things and eat all the fun, adventurous foods. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Good. You could go all the places. You could buy Valheim and meet there in the world of the Vikings. <laughs> I'm not <have> Valheim. So. <laughs> Aaron's never played that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I haven't heard about it. It's this new game. It's great. Um, all right. <laughs> Quentin, do you have anything else? No, we're good. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much. A uh, few things. Uh, I, I see if I remember them. Uh, Thursdays are going to be our Diablo stream. Uh, 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. All the p.m.s at 9. <laughs> across all of them. We're start, at, starting every, the... At Thursday, Eastern March nine, the then <laughs> Central go right through the whole gamut of all the nines. Uh, Nine PM Eastern, starting Diablo one. Uh, we're we're kind of making 6 PM Pacific. Yep. And Eleven PM three. Three. 
No, later. That's right. Three. It's eleven a.m. Two. Uh, eleven. Two. Two a.m. Two. Time. Yeah. Oh boy. Time zones are fun. Um, I also woke up right. very early to work on my Diablo homework. So <laughs> I'm, I'm level nine now and oh. I almost have five k gold. So I did pretty good on my homework. I got like twenty like town nice. scrolls and stuff. Like I got. I like we're pumped. We're ready for Thursday. Uh, so Thursday we have a Diablo one stream. Every Thursday that'll be coming up. Next week, March seventh, we have episode one thirty nine. We're going to be doing a let's play with some game. Haven't decided quite what we're playing yet, but we will have it up. And might even be Alpha. Might even be Valheim. It. You don't even know. <laughs> could be Valheim. Could be Diablo. Could be Terraria again. Yeah. Uh, in a few weeks, we do have another interview coming up, and we will let you have more information with that once uh, we get closer to that. Mm-hmm. But. That's our stream schedule. Find us on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. British Standard Time. Uh, and on Sundays at four, uh, sorry, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, or 1 a.m. British Standard Time. Well. And that's it. Thank you. That's it. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode 138 of Maelstrom Radio. We will see you all this Thursday. Thank you, Siren, for coming. And, uh, Thank you. All right, and I will send you videos of a hockey team. <laughs> yes, please. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Join Maelstrom Radio live Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for our podcast and game streams at twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. Our back catalog of podcast episodes are available at maelstromradio.com. You can email us at show at maelstromradio.com. You can tweet us at maelstrom underscore radio. Join our Discord at maelstromradio.com forward slash Discord. Also look for Maelstrom Radio on Facebook and Instagram. Maelstrom Radio is brought to you by maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media. Produced by Flattis, Shinter, and Susan Sprinkle. Logo and artwork by Mary K. Larkins at themarylark.com. Show music provided by MDK. Check them out at mdkofficial.bandcamp.com. Views and opinions expressed by our hosts and guests do not reflect the views and opinions of any companies discussed on today's show. Thank you for listening to Maelstrom Radio.